0: Welcome to Fate Moon Archive, a podcast about waiting through 20 years of tight moon. I'm your host, Fen. Oh, yeah. My pronouns are Faye Fair. And joining me is. Did
1: you forget your pronouns for a second? (laughs) I'm Fen. And my pronouns are she, they.
0: I forgot where I was in the intro because I did it once and then had to do it again. But I'd like, I had looked away because I knew what I was going to say. And once again, joining us is.
2: (laughs) Hello again. I'm Blue. Pronouns they, them.
0: Uh, Today we're covering Karno Kokai, The Garden of Sinners, Ever Cry, Never Life, Remaining Sense of Pain. Yes, I will be doing all four titles for each of these movies going forward. Remaining Sense of Pain is really good. Ever Cry, Never Life is incredible, (laughs) Okay, do you
1: remember, there were bits for this in... um, in two things recently uh in kaguya and something else about the mysterious font uh, in bochi the mysterious font that shows up on middle school japanese boys t-shirts that just say random english words yes (laughs) these ever cry never life is (laughs) on every single (laughs) one of those t-shirts
2: absolutely
1: Uh, it's bad i have affection for these terrible terrible things at least they're bad in a way that i think is better than the (laughs) english uh fates day night titles yes Uh, but they're still bad even if i find them uh, like charming
2: i adore them like so outside of enjoying the story two things before we
0: get there (laughs) we have some tea to sip uh and some literary fiction a game and a manga to cover we can talk about the title when we actually get there
1: Uh uh (laughs) uh-huh
0: yuri tea time i don't have any drinks and it's killing me i need caffeine i have green tea and it's not enough I should have stopped for coffee on my way. It is bitterly cold out today, and so I didn't stop for coffee because I was like, I can't, I can't like text someone for more than about thirty seconds mm-hmm. before my hands start freezing. You shouldn't have gone out at all. Um, I went out for bagels and uh, treats for me. Uh-huh. It was donuts today. You have made my gloves, hmm. tasty donuts. Um, well, you couldn't miss the donuts. Blue, what are you drinking? Well, wait one <laughs> sec. Let me finish
1: my story. <laughs> You um, can talk to me you about your story when we get there, Fen. We have to do this segment first.
2: Finish yeah, story. It, okay. It's fine.
0: <laughs> what are you drinking, Blue?
2: I'm just drinking a little <coughs> here, uh, Raz Cranberry. Uh, just, I had a <coughs> earlier to help uh, me stay awake with my uh, two watch-throughs of this movie, so.
1: Fen has a very funny habit of Nya uh, censoring brand names. Uh-huh. Perfect. Yeah. That's going to
2: be amazing. Fen. So a seltzer and an energy drink.
1: Uh huh. yes. You couldn't get a coffee today.
0: I okay. I passed. There's a coffee store on the way to the bagel place and the gluten free bakery. And I passed it. And on my way past, I was like, "Oh, I could go for a coffee." I didn't get enough sleep because I had to wake up to. I poorly planned this week, and so I was behind on your ET time stuff. Um, you spent so long reading Fushigi Densha. Uh, yeah. I'll, yeah. <laughs> Did um, you mark that? What?
1: Did you mark that? What? No. Oh, I thought I saw you like marking to cut. Is Fushigi oh.
0: Densha a brand name we can't mention? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, but I. But I realized, okay, I can't have my hands outside of my pockets for very long, mm. or they will get painful. Yeah. And then by the time I get home, which is... It's about a half hour walk from the coffee shop um, in like, you know, negative 15 degrees Celsius uh, weather. By the time I get home, it is going to be a brick. There's going to be no heat left in that coffee. Uh, And so I didn't end up getting coffee. It's unfortunate.
2: Why is it unfortunate?
0: Anyway, (laughs) are we starting with the girl in the flammable skirt? We could start with Soma. Hey, Soma rules.
2: Soma does rule i wish i could play it (laughs) is it because it's a horror game i just can't even even the narrative mode well i guess at this point i could go back and do the narrative mode but that
1: it's still scary
2: exactly it still has tension to it and then like on top of that so there's joys of reddit but there is a subreddit called like games the movie or something like that and like they're all about editing down uh movie recordings uh, with no commentary and the fancy ones will even like have choreographed gameplay to try and fill any narrative gameplay bits. So I watched Selma in about three and a half hours, Hmm. which much better than the nine hour, nine hour gameplay of me being terrified and hiding from something Uh that can't kill me.
1: I can't, I can't play horror games. This is a known fact about me. Uh, we did we Soma has been interesting to play after we played Signalis, uh because I looked at Signalis and was like, Oh, this isn't scary, I could play this. And then Soma, <laughs> without the enemies being able to hurt you, I was like, Uh, I couldn't touch this.
0: I'm terrified. Yeah. I I was kind of surprised at how much of the tension it still held, even yeah. with the and enemies turned off. You played it before. I only watched
1: yeah. like the first section of it in Let's Play before, and then rewatched it watching you play uh, last week. Yeah, so I well, played it roughly horn. when it
0: came out, mm-hmm. um, and there was no, no combat mode, <laughs> or no enemies mode at that point. Um, and to be clear, the enemies are still there. And um, they still act like they can hurt you. Yes.
2: Yeah, they literally just made it so you don't die.
0: <laughs> yes. Um. And so there was one specific area later on where there's an enemy that is pursuing you. And I was like, I know that we missed some stuff because I just wanted to get out of that area. And it was so miserable. Um. And so, yeah, we... Ben was spooked. We I was spooked. We played on... <laughs> on the so yeah when i originally played it that area was specifically why this time
2: around i was like
0: i'm playing on story difficulty mode. <laughs> uh i just want to be able to like explore that area and not have to worry
2: and it's from the creators of amnesia right
0: yes yeah i think it's so
2: i've watched it's scary your... hide and seek no matter what like it doesn't matter them actually getting you the tension is everything up until then <laughs> Uh uh-huh, Uh
1: huh. huh. i've watched let's plays of all of the amnesia uh developers games um or um, not not penumbra not that far back but since amnesia started you know what i mean Mm. uh and soma far and away the best of the set i would say yes
0: i so i played i finished the first two penumbra games and then i think the third one is just is like literally just puzzle rooms huh there's like no story attached um and played some amnesia and fell off of it, mm-hmm. I don't remember why, and then played some mm-hmm. with people. Um, yeah, some is just like a really fun, it is spooky, uh, I really like the story it tells. Yeah, It was interesting going through it this time because it is kind of knowing where it is going narratively, uh, it is so clear, oh, this station is focused on this, like thematic thing Uh uh-huh and then we're gonna move on to the next station and introduce a new thematic thing that is going to be the core of the stuff uh and like identity goes throughout like it is a game about identity and what it means to be yourself Mm -hmm. um but the ways in which that is explored are significantly different at each place that you go to yeah
2: which the way i I wrote it down was it's a Interesting series of like thought experiments of what what is personhood and then also interesting end of life care in there Mm -hmm. a lot, too. Yeah, I
1: think it's really I'm a sucker for when characters will like sit down and talk about what they're thinking and feeling. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. This is, I don't want to get into Signalis too much because we might talk about it on a later episode. And also, I was pretty mid on it. Uh, so I don't want to talk about it that much in general. I don't think it's very good. My main, one of my big complaints about Signalis is that it's so married to its like spooky, evocative vagueness that like characters never have conversations about anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, so playing Soma, which has a lot of similar themes and vibes and interests uh was like oh wow this is just this is great (laughs) yes
0: um signalis gets points for being gay and that's it unfortunately (laughs) yeah this is part of i can be i can be really unobservant or just dumb reading stuff and so it is very nice like soma is good about um part of the thing is soma isn't that long Mm -hmm. and so it doesn't really hurt that they're pretty explicit at each point like hey you're in a new place and here's a new thing that we're going to explore here and characters are going to talk about that thing uh-huh. and then you're going to move on <laughs> um and that's like a really nice yeah that just works really well yeah. you get to have characters because they have thoughts and
1: feelings and yes. not just like wow did you also come down the big hole looking for a person like me okay and then they walk away
2: dark souls laughter
1: yeah uh uh-huh yeah (laughs) i know everyone i like dark souls too but
0: (sighs) Mm -hmm. i like dark souls but i don't go to those games for plot Uh uh-huh yeah they got interesting tidbits but like they
1: don't or i don't go to them for interesting characters yes (laughs) especially
0: they're like the lore is fun to read about yeah but uh-huh. yeah
2: it's fun texture I, yeah i largely have to go to something that somebody else has collected and even there it's so much of people making inferences so it's like how much is actually the storytelling there
1: do we want to say what soma yeah. is actually now that i'm thinking about <laughs> it? it's, uh it's an old game and i think a lot of people have heard of it but what if someone hasn't
0: doesn't know what soma actually is okay soma is a game about identity we said that you don't want to reveal any of the twists um i mean like we can say the first thing which is uh it is a game where there is technology to scan your brain and and put a copy of you different places okay
1: let me try to sum up soma without uh spilling any of the reveals uh from that that uh, the communications dome on Mm -hmm. soma Is a science fiction story about a man who go with a with a terminal brain injury who goes in for an experimental brain scan treatment in Toronto in like the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. Uh, He gets scanned and and when the helmet comes off, he is in a uh, underwater station of mysterious uh, origin about 100 years later, surrounded by machines that clearly believe that they are people Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, and are breaking down.
0: And cannot be convinced otherwise. Yes,
1: cannot be convinced otherwise and seem to see themselves as human beings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And there are uh, strange creatures, other machines, like, wandering around covered in this, like, horrible blue mechanical barnacle goo stuff uh, that are hostile to you if they see you.
0: Yes. I'd say it looks pretty good. Yeah, it's very cool looking. Very obviously a small team making a small game, but, like it's creepy
2: yeah and even a few years later looking at it it still looks good mm-hmm. yeah yeah Like the art design on point
1: yes um yeah so it's all about uh unraveling the mystery of where you are what happened and uh why you the main character what simon why simon is here mm-hmm <laughs> uh Great game, good for a reason. If you're only going to check out one uh game by this uh this developer, skip skip Amnesia Rebirth and play this instead.
0: Yes, I would. Mean, there, uh, yes. If you're only going to play one game, Soma is absolutely the game. Yes. Um, if you're, if you want to play two games, yeah, I'm gonna say play Penumbra Ooh, and then play Soma. Of course. Um amnesia's fine and all but i part of the thing is is that like oh yeah i finished penumbra those penumbra games um uh and those are great uh Ben's like and so play in release order for the full <laughs> effect <laughs> okay this is this is one more thing before we move on uh this is why i played those games is because i was the person who was like well like amnesia came out and that's really popular but like obviously i have to play stuff in order Mm. and so i'm gonna play these games first and then never make it to amnesia (laughs) yeah that's that's fun um anyway yeah yeah
1: great game
2: Let's Even do... from somebody that doesn't play it. It was great.
1: <laughs> yeah, I didn't play it either. Sometimes you don't need to play a game to get the, uh, a pretty decent chunk of the effect. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, speaking
0: of not playing games, I am playing through Dead Space for Ben and our roommate the right remake. now. The remake. And uh, that game rules. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. both both the original and the remake. I have a lot of fondness. I didn't realize how much fondness I had for the original until I started playing it. It's so funny because you're not a horror person. Yeah. Uh And then I started playing it, and I was like, oh, right, this game rules. (laughs) The remake is complicated by,
1: like, a bunch of... I'm not, like, clear on everything that happened to the original devs of Dead Space, but I think it was pretty gruesome. Oh, Didn't they all get, like, fired or canned or something like that? And then they, like, rebuilt the studio and then went and did the remake anyway. It was a
2: handful of different things, like, uh, visceral, like... If I remember right, like, got shoved around as, like, a support studio for a while. Uh, Mm -hmm. If I remember right, they hemorrhaged talent, which is why the creator of Dead Space has his own studio and deal with the PUBG creators to make uh, Callisto Protocol. Oh,
1: Callisto Protocol, which heartbreakingly is terrible. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Looks gorgeous from from everything I've heard. Looks gorgeous, plays... eh? Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm
0: it was i saw a trailer for the Callisto protocol and i was like oh this must be that new dead space remake and then the title came up at the end and i was like oh right that's the game that is by the original creator of dead space Uh and you sure can tell based on just the like oh yeah that guy's health is on his back
2: huh (laughs) yeah Callisto protocol the game that just like the the typical like creator missing the point where they are advertising and selling that you have new death animations as dlc which like yeah cool the unique death animations are awesome and probably a draw but like that's just one component there and it's like
1: wait they're selling that
2: it's part of the dlc package is like you're gonna have n number of death animations but you also have all this other stuff so it's probably they're introducing new environments and enemy types and with that comes so many death animations but it is a marketing bullet point
1: that's very strange it's very funny that's like that's
2: not what anybody really like people liked that stuff in Dead Space, but that wasn't what people came to for Dead Space.
1: i'm sure there are perverts out there who are happy about it um sure
0: i do like that. depending on what kind of necromorph kills you yeah isaac dies in a different way mm-hmm. yeah um we haven't seen much of that in our
1: play th- in fen's playthrough because fen's so good at video games <laughs> more than i'd like <laughs> yeah i haven't seen any unique death animations i've just seen uh isaac like turn into spaghetti <laughs>
0: <laughs> he turns into the spaghetti in a bunch of different ways anyway uh on it's a spaghetti that different... one's <laughs> um topic what should we want to cover first girl or Lou, you take a turn okay
2: okay i guess <laughs> cheating That's... a bit how much did this hit for you guys uh I that'll that probably was
1: pretty fine uh the ending made me cry a bunch and i couldn't sleep that night but uh okay <laughs> otherwise that, okay it's pretty pretty like enjoyable but not like yeah
0: big big okay let me tell you my my story of how i made my way through this <laughs> perfect so first so we're talking about beauty and the beast girl um of which so first i read the tonkaban which is a is four chapters long. Hey, Fen, what the fuck's a tankobon? Okay, <laughs> a, a physical book, okay, yeah. that has manga in it. Good, okay, a collection of previously serialized work, uh-huh. uh huh. Basically,
2: graphic novel, but for manga, yes. Uh,
0: so I read that, and that is four chapters long, and I was like, oh my god, if this is just four chapters and they're like 57, I'm gonna be here uh until sat sunday i'm not gonna have any time to do anything else i was like delay recording it's gonna be miserable and as it turns out those four chapters cover about the first 20 chapters Uh of um what was serialized on pixiv Mm -hmm. and I kind of got this vibe that afterward of the comic proper or of the serial comic uh confirmed it that that did not sell well enough to get a second one. That's, um
2: Okay, yeah. I, I saw like reading it, there are like the celebrations for, yeah, we got a Tonko bomb. And I never saw that pop up again. That's yeah. unfortunate. Yeah. uh
0: And so, yeah, I read that and I was like, this is fine. And then I went to the manga and was like, this art is worse. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: I, I did see. I did not read the the like official release uh stuff, but I did see them advertising it in the little like notes of playing. Like, like, yeah, get the better art, you redrawn
0: art in the Tonka. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, so I read that and then woke up early today to finish because it was I I was struggling with should I stay up tonight. And get up at my normal time, or should I wake up early tomorrow morning? Ah, mm-hmm. uh, and I woke up early today uh, yeah. to finish it, and had had the ending built up enough. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I then, was afraid of that.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh,
1: oh yeah. You also didn't read it at three a.m. alone in the dark.
0: No, yeah, I'm a very different experience. Ben, I read it at seven thirty alone in the dark. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah
0: um and i was like okay this is it or the ending i did cry i was like i'm gonna be fine and then i was like <laughs> no i'm not <laughs> uh but
1: this is what this is why i go into it being like it was pretty fine but the, the yep. ending did
0: hit for me and yeah. to make me cry like, i guess the, the thing for me is it this is sure a webcomic. and you want to talk about what fair this book is yes. about yeah quick
2: I'll go go yes. into it here. So, uh, I'd say the first nine chapters or so is kind of a nice, kind of concise little romance story of following the perspective of a monster girl that, you know, considers herself as you know ugly monster, needs to hide away from everybody, can't go near humans. Uh, she is out foraging in the woods, drops an apple, and it happens to roll into a flower field, and she sees a human. She has a moment of like, oh, I'm going to scare her, but the girl doesn't react to the gestures, uh that's because she is the most literally named Yuri protagonist ever named lily blind and she can't see (laughs) um so instead blind yep
1: (laughs) like the flower names thing that they're doing is already so on the nose you you know yep and then (laughs) (laughs)
2: lily blind (laughs) because she's blind
1: i guess it's an it it, it's blind in english so in japanese it would be slightly slightly different but i still that's split hairs (laughs) a little bit
2: Uh uh-huh yeah um but so she obviously doesn't fear i'm gonna just use her name because she's even though she's not named yet but she isn't afraid of heath despite her gestures because she can't see them and she tries to talk heath against her better judgment talks with her and they both start having like secret rendezvous out in the forest where uh heath uh in part of her disguise as a traveler tell stories of her quote unquote travels which she's learned from books that she's read to lily and lily keeps like occasionally bringing like some cookies she baked or something along those lines um during this time you have uh heath like have flashbacks to the last time she interacted with the human to a human with a human town and them cornering her and her releasing basically dragon's breath on the town and her being terrified of the humans in general. So this is just like but but she's lonely. She she wants some sort of companionship. So she's got this internal struggle. Lily uh and at the same time she's starting to realize she has feelings for Lily. Lily at one point ends up saying uh, I won't be around anymore for a while at least. Well, it takes her a little bit to say that for a while part because she's going to see a doctor in town to hopefully restore her sight. Um This is where you get kind of a confession scene from Heath's side to Lily, and uh, Lily reveals that uh, she had the blindness from uh, her mom inhaling smoke from a town fire from a monster when her mom was pregnant with her, Uh, and that she will give Heath her response when she comes back from her treatment. Uh, Heath spends the entirety of Lily's treatment just, like, self-flagellating herself because she's ruined the girl she likes life and she's been lying to her and yada 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 she decides to come clean she meets up with lily again does come clean they both confess to each other yada yada a nice little cute little romance scene only nine chapters long Mm -hmm. and then the story keeps going on it is kind of a cute little slice of life from there where you get to meet lily's family get to kind of learn more about the history of the town other people that have been affected by heath's uh burning down the town or burning part of the town and it's deeply
1: funny to me it when lily first shows up she makes it sound like she's traveled a long way to see a special doctor but she lives about an hour's walk the other direction (laughs) yeah it's a long i guess it's a long journey when you're blind and it's a forest you know what i mean but yeah it's just, she
2: sounds it's like, like you, oh, I've come you from, from down, down the block.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Yep. Fen went on a longer walk than that this morning.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, but yeah. uh So you learn kind of more about the town, learn about Lily's family. uh One thing that does continually come up in here is like, I'm kind of torn between either the word acceptance or the phrase moving forward, but uh, cause it's like somewhere in the space between those two terms but the the story likes to reiterate that like focusing on what has happened as traumatic as it is or anything and like making that the crux of everything is more harmful than trying to find a way to move forward from that harm.
3: Mhm.
2: Uh and they do that in in any sense like that includes dealing with like uh Lily's mother's death. The her mother made a point of we need to move forward from this. I don't want you look for revenge on the monster. I don't uh, you know, the monster was probably, was probably just scared. Uh, when I die, celebrate my birth, not my death, those types of things. And so we go through, like I said, slice of life of, uh, about a year, I think it was, Mm -hmm. uh, to where we get to their birthday, which Lily decides, uh, that Heath should celebrate her birthday on Lily's birthday because Heath doesn't know her birthday, that whole thing. And, uh, Lily and Heath have a confrontation, basically, about uh, the fact that they have very different lifespans Mm -hmm. and how Lily has been considering that. And uh, the confrontation started up because Heath heard Lily say, just like, with this, Heath will be happy or be fine without me. And Lily just couldn't process or handle (laughs) the possibility of losing her. And you have just the sit-down exchange between them about, like, whichever one of us dies first, what should we do after... And largely the agreement is, whichever one of us dies first, the other should continue their life as long as they are willing to, as long as they are able to find something in the world, but also, if it is too painful, feel free to follow me. Uh, The end of that birthday scene, they both give each other wedding rings as a way of remembering each other for eternity, and then you get to the final chapter, which doesn't really give you anything besides that Heath looks a little different for a little while. You see the maid from Lily's family, um, talking it's to immortal. who is immortal. Yes. Is important for this. Yes. The maid who is immortal is because the entire side plot is absolutely CL or uh, we yeah. Or, or yeah, me from there we um, go. Thank I'm you. I love you until you die. Mm-hmm. But you have an Im- immortal maid in there talking to a girl. We, that looks kind of familiar but we don't recognize and we end up finding out that uh, she is the grandchild of the grandchild of a little girl that we knew from the story so generations have passed and uh, Heath and Iris the immortal maid sit down and have a brief conversation of just like how nice it is to have a long lived companion and Heath apologizes at this point Uh, point. an important thing here too that I like is when they gloss they gloss over Lily's death. They don't focus on it at all. There's a single panel and it's like the darkest panel in the page. And not like dark grim, just like literally it is harder to see. <laughs> um So Lily or Heath says, sorry, goes back to the forest, goes to the apple tree, goes to the flower field where she met Lily, and there's the grave, and she lays down. Apologizes for being so tired, closes her eyes, and wakes up to seeing Lily standing over her. And Lily asks her, or uh, says, I've waited long enough, and asks her to tell her the stories of her travels. Just like when they originally met. And, man, those are the last two chapters destroy me each time I look at them still. So yeah, that's Beauty and the Beast girl.
1: Yeah, I'm in this weird spot with this one where I feel like that pathos is a little unearned for the from the rest of the story, but it does it does like I'm a sucker for this kind of thing. It's very easy to make me cry especially right now when yeah. I'm sitting here like having read so much shit lately that's about death, you know? What I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I'm primed for this. Well, I'm like I read it and like was like there's been Note that you went from the first seven chapters to the last two. And this is a fifty yep. chapter manga where basically nothing happens. For so most of
2: it. yeah, and literally the way that, like, you know, on an Annie list rating, I originally was gonna do three stars and the last chapter hit and I put it up to four type of a thing. I, like, th- I just think I gave it a three. Was I, exactly I where I mean, you expect two. the whole time. Yeah. But two. Uh huh. the fun thing going back though was it, i was with you of it being completely unearned the first time but like going back through the second time and seeing like each of those little moments of like keep moving forward it, it just made it even more important it's, it's not so much about their death at the very end the whole thing is just about you know it, it's just part of life keep moving forward
3: yeah
1: it just all feels a little unfocused you know what i yeah. mean like there's not really a thesis feels
2: or, like, like, like a webcomic like
1: but like <laughs> Yeah, it's like a webcomic. Uh, lots of things just get introduced and dropped and like everything fits together in a very convenient way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yep. it's like, uh, I, I enjoyed it while I was reading it. Um, and like I said, the ending worked for me to, a- to a certain extent. I, I teared up again while you were t- like saying the ending, but like, yeah, it just feel a little bit like, like tear jerking. You know what I mean? Yep. Like they do this thing. The-, the thing that makes it a little bit better for me is that they, are hinting at how this is going to end, like the whole time. There's like, mm-hmm. they are constantly, like, not saying, but like showing that there's something wrong between the ages of the two. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: One of the more fun things, which is also kind of like a plot hole, unfocused, designed bit there, but it kind of works for me in retrospect, is they show a flashback of Heath helping a little girl get out of the forest, and it's Heath being a little girl. Mm -hmm. and later on you hear reference to heath saving a little girl and that's when the town burned down Mm -hmm. and that was just you know uh lily's ma lily's age like that long ago mm -hmm. so what like at most 19 years at most um but then it shows another flashback of a fully grown heath doing that Mm -hmm. so it just kind of like plays with that expectation like like you're mentioning they do hint in various ways of the longevity difference Mm -hmm.
1: Mm It's also funny to me. There's like an author note somewhere where the author is like, well, I was going to make Heath look like a a monster instead of like a cute tall girl with a tail and like cute ears. Yeah. But I decided against it and made her traditionally cute. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm web comic. you in a webcomic. You could have done anything you wanted.
2: could have mm-hmm. made her a little freakier.
1: I mean, she's cute. I like her ears. Yeah, she is you know,
2: adorable. You know, and I love years. when she gets angry. Uh-huh. Like, Oh. Or getting the longer horn and the black scalera, yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's a little, uh, it's a little, um, weightless to me. Yeah, yeah, basically is where I'm coming from. Uh, fu- funny things about it. It's so it fun that like it's so funny that by volume this comic is half out of time, out of context doodles of uh the girls making oh yeah and yep. or size play. Uh huh. <laughs> I know. The author has like a another book, right? W- which is about like a giant just, woman who's like twenty feet tall or something like that and her yep. tiny girlfriend. And but there's I could have told you that this person has a size kink just based on this.
2: <laughs> yep. And um, I think there's an R eighteen dojin out there of yes. the two just going at it too. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> Yeah. Part of that They're is have, they are fucking so much in the mind <laughs> of this book, apparently. Uh-huh. Yep.
0: I think there's, yeah, there's only one chapter that is marked as, like, oh, this is, like, a part of the continuity where they have sex. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, every other, every piece of, like, yeah, side I've... media is the two of them being cute
1: together or having sex. Uh-huh. Or yep. Heath is, like, a tiny little toy-sized uh, creature mm-hmm. that right, she yeah. still makes out with, which is interesting. <laughs> yes.
0: Um, Ugh. I will... The thing that I mean to do your thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, seriously. The thing (laughs) that solidifies it as a webcomic for me is there are so many plot threads brought up and then just never addressed again. Yeah, uh Yeah. and it's like, oh, hey, the like security guard for Lily's family has a thing for Heath. Is that ever gonna get resolved? For both, has a thing for
2: Lily first Uh and then.
1: yeah it doesn't come up for like the whole back half of the book pretty yes. much Yeah, um it's like oh this little girl's voice was stolen by a curse uh they catch the mermaid randomly during the beach episode who who did it and then like she just sort of hangs out for one other
0: scene yeah yep. um and the there's a normal human who has a crush on the the uh forever maid. uh-huh yes and, like that gets like Two chapters, yeah. and then is just she never shows up again. Never saw that girl again, or maybe we did, like, or back there was like girl. one panel later where she's yeah, like, it... Oh, I should bring Iris here mm-hmm. anyway. Exactly. We're just not gonna focus on her anymore. And it's like, I think that could have used I'm... an editor, yes, yes. could have used an editor. And uh, yeah, I think as Ben said, it didn't, it got like a couple of tears from me at the end because mm-hmm. hey, it's sad when people die even if i love it sometimes I but i had just played soma and i
1: think the like a night or two before that i had like some pretty intense nightmares about come, having to come to terms Oof. with my own death mm. <laughs> so like yeah this the, this probably did mo- like double damage to me because of that
2: i think um, part of it for me with the ending though is like it makes me cry but it's like they do an amazing job framing the whole thing not as like actually being sad like it is part of life if that makes sense Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like because the whole thing is about slices of their life Mm
1: -hmm. yeah it's just a little um
0: abrupt I guess. Yes, it sure is. so There's a notice that the comic will end in two chapters, and I was like, "How the hell are you going to end this comic in two chapters?" And as as it turns out, a um, big swing, and then a hundred years time well, jump. You have a funny bit where it's like, "Oh, whoops! They both got each other wedding rings for their birthday." Uh-huh. <laughs> Isn't that funny? And then yeah, and then like a you great, 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 great 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 granddaughter. <laughs> um, showing up of one of the characters and you're like, okay, I guess it's been a while. Um, so I will say they managed not to do this thing. They, they tease it
1: twice. They managed not to cure, like make the whole story about curing. the blind Yes. Girl. Thank God.
2: And yeah, like, they, there's, an, they, they do have they
1: do talk about it a little too much, but
2: well, but they do also like, it, it's weird. I kind of like the amount that they end up focusing on her blindness in general. Like, it's not like, oh my God, look at the blind girl so much, but it's more of just like natural moments of like, Like her having the breakdown of "I don't know what Heath looks like," Mm, yeah, type of a thing. Yeah, like that. They do.
0: I think the this is another place where I really could have used an editor is Mm -hmm. like using characters talking about Lily's blindness more, more cognizant of how that comes across and like Mm -hmm. what you're using that for, Mm -hmm. because she Mm -hmm. says, "I don't want people to just view me as my blindness." And then characters repeatedly do that. And mm-hmm. it just, it's not a problem.
2: Um, I think it partially is because when she and Heath originally get together, is where you have the whole flashback of her just like her entire life. She is either lesser because she's blind. Or she's tried too hard and people don't believe her blindness. Yes, and I mean, I mean the family we get points that out that Heath is the family points out that Heath is the only person she has made any sort of a close connection with.
0: Yeah, and then we get her family and Heath viewing her as mostly her blindness, and that being a problem to solve, and she's fine with it, and it never really gets like. Uh, the bit the the bit that I say is that uh,
1: we get that bit of a her having complicated feelings about her family, but then we meet her family and they're all cool and fine and everything's yeah. nice yeah. and normal. Um, and there isn't really anything.
0: Which is like there. it's a lighthearted comic, yeah, totally, and but that's then, fine. But then but
1: fucking dies.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Sorry, one like of I the said,
1: I did enjoy it, but um, not one not of the, one of my faves.
2: Yeah. Weird things when I was reading it was I was following this serially and. You know, occasionally you just let things build up. And I guess when I caught up, it was the second to last chapter and I had missed that like two chapter warning that somebody had put out. Mm -hmm. So like a month later, I look back and I'm like, wait, there's only one new chapter. What? (laughs) What? And I just Uh walked brick wall right into that (laughs) ending with no like expectation or context because it had been a month, you know? Sometimes you get Uh caught. Yep. So.
1: Sometimes a story gets
2: canceled. (laughs)
1: <laughs> um, except it <laughs> wasn't it wasn't canceled
2: 100%. it was fully expected but yeah on their part but like for me i
1: listen one yep. a person working alone on a project can be like i'm going to cancel this one and move
0: on to yeah something else. yeah which is i guess yes is again the thing of like the afterward also life. says i was gonna end this around like chapter seven or eight yeah and it's like uh-huh. yeah that's about the number of ideas you had and then it just kept
2: going <laughs> Yep, they like I said in the beginning. i've The beginning and the end are the main things for me. Everything else is just kind of filler leading up to it.
1: The thing is that it's cu- it's cute. It is you very cute. They're they're a cute pair.
2: Yeah,
0: I think the thing for me is really yeah. I have better written the pieces of this that I like. I just I have other comics that are better written that I could go to. Guess if you want Monster mm. Girls. Monster girls are rare, but it's that's rare. not the draw for me, no, so.
1: Fenda Fend is not uh, big, big into monster girls, but I like a monster girl. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's fun Same. to have a variety and of weird monster girls.
2: Even with her being cute, she is a unique design for monster girls on top she of did. that.
1: I like her big yeah. tail.
2: Uh-huh. She's yep. She's a big, like, dragon-beast-monster hybrid in humanoid form. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. I
0: completely forgot that there's a doctor who shows up and is like, Oh, I want to, (laughs) like, talk more with you, and then she never shows up again. (laughs) Yep.
2: You know, I dissect monsters as my hobby, and then gone. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
1: She pretty much only comes in to try and convince Heath to, like, let her cut out her eyes so that Lily can be, like, can have sight instead of her.
0: Yes. And so that's the thing for me, is instead of saying Like, yes, if I could have a magical cure, I would want Sight back. But, like, I'm living a fulfilling life. What she says is, I don't want you to suffer. Mm. They could just do one and one. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. That was also my thing is, like, you could just take one eye and it would be fine. Yeah. (laughs) Neither of them having depth perception seems like it could come. All
1: right. We got any more thoughts about Beauty and the Beast, girl?
2: None. None for me. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it.
0: All right. I girl. What people think about this next one in the flammable skirt? Let me see if I wrote like a cohesive thoughts. Um. I did not. I did write <laughs> down like a sentence for each of the stories. Uh-huh. In... There's so many stories. This is... We
1: can't really dig into too many of them. Yes.
0: This is a collection of short stories by
1: Amy Bender. Bender. Yeah. How much? Okay. just set this okay. up, how much pretentious literary short fictions do you two usually read?
2: None. Not since I was in literary classes, which like was <laughs> one of the fun things about this was just it put me into a mode of reading i haven't done in like five years
1: did you ever read amy bender in school no oh okay okay i was i remember i took some writing classes and i had a teacher who was like you'll like amy bender go read her (laughs) gave me a list of authors who write like surreal shit like this like george saunders and Mm. so
2: on yeah so like the first couple i i I, I didn't really process how many short stories there were. So, like, I, the first couple, like, I was, like, you know, highlighting, taking notes. I didn't even really write down notes. I was like, I'll make another pass because, you know, it's a short story. Oh, shit, uh-huh. there's, like, 13 of them. Um, <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, they go pretty fast. But I did, I did give you a list of the ones to hit, I think, if you, I, uh, if you didn't have time.
2: I don't even remember seeing that. So, like, I've, I read through them.
1: <laughs> all, right, all right, that's fine. So okay. okay, let's go. Story by story. The Rememberer
0: fan great uh, i liked it yeah so i just have a one sentence summary for each of these narrator's boyfriend undergoes reverse evolution she abandons him when he's a salamander she misses him <laughs> a lot of semicolons <laughs> in that sentence but you get the idea
1: these are stories that like uh it's written in a really weird stilted way that i really like yes all this <laughs> stuff. it's like so detached from real human experience while being about human experience uh-huh. in a way that i think is yeah. very fun yes this, just, they're funny they're, even a lot of the even the funny
0: even the stories i don't enjoy were fun to read
1: i do think the longer stories sometimes drag a little bit for me mm-hmm. because yes. of that style mm-hmm. but uh this is why i like that so many of them are so short
2: mm-hmm. this one stuck with me too just because it was one of the few that like i was able to kind of piece together some sort of a not metaphor version of what was happening there uh-huh. if that makes sense like uh-huh, uh-huh. because the entire reason of them being together and being attracted to each other was their like mutual intellectualism and like he starts pining after unintellectualism uh-huh. and at some point in this case they literalize it and make him de-evolve but he's <laughs> no longer the person or something. yeah uh-huh. he's no longer the person or the type of person that she was interested in mm-hmm. and she's watching him become less of a person air quotes in her view the question is with yeah the question is getting if you were trying to pull it out of the metaphor the question there is did they get divorced or did she fucking murder him
1: uh, call my name fan give me your, your your sorry i
0: was summary taking a sip of tea um Lonely heiress follows a man back to his apartment, where he refuses to have sex after cutting off her dress and tying her up.
1: Okay, he she wants- sucks. <laughs> <She's so
2: terrible. laughs> she sucks.
1: He wants to cut her dress off, and then is like, "But I'm watching TV, so I'm not doing anything else." And she's like, "Aren't you going to tie me up or something?" And he's like, Ugh, "Okay, fine." And he ties her up, and is like, "Okay, you want to what TV show you want to watch?" Yeah, and I like watches game shows with him.
2: Yeah. Uh, Oh, where's the one line? Like, you've got an heiress, like, uh, tied up and naked in front of... uh, You can't just tie up a millionaire's daughter and not fuck her. uh Uh-huh. Who do you think you are? (laughs) (laughs) Uh That one, I was kind of laughing through that was good.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, funny. (laughs) She's she's the worst
2: person in the world. She literally sits on, was it the subway or the bus, every day to, like, secretly, air quotes, interview men... To see who would times. satisfy her and uh-huh. God and everybody sees through it clearly.
1: Is this the one where she's like talking about how shitty this shoe store is? But maybe she'll yes. come buy a bunch of shoes and give them to homeless the, people. Homeless the Marie people Antoinette
2: of shoes lot. was what I wrote her down as for a while. Just homeless. give a bunch of <laughs> let them wear shoes.
1: They probably don't want heels, she says, because <laughs> they probably walk a lot. God. What you left in the ditch?
0: oh wait um oh did you have more on no no sorry i skipped to the bowl i didn't like this one very much mm-hmm. husband comes back from the war with no lips wife can't bring herself to cheat on him <laughs> yeah pretty yep. much yep the oh. Bowl. you open a green and white fruit bowl go to work think about your brother in ways that are trans gay and incestuous all at once and <laughs> a man comes to take the bowl away it's a delivery mistake He
4: says.
0: (laughs) Yep. This one's great. She's she he takes it and then she's like, "No, I want that ball," but he's he's (laughs) yeah gone. It's a real like this one's really about like, "Oh, I'm important in the world." Wait, no, no, I'm not. I'm no
2: one.
1: (laughs) Oh right, it's also
0: in second. Oh, it's in
2: second person. Yes,
0: which is why I said you uh uh-huh. It was
2: one that I wanted to go back to because of that cuz it I haven't read much second person stuff, so it yeah. it was hard for me to stay focused on this one because it's just At a completely point, different thing.
0: I am going to bring If on a winter's night a traveler, mm-hmm. which is a you mentioned second person that. novel.
1: I love this bit where you go to a restaurant and get uh like a plate of broccoli and then like pour a bunch of butter on it cuz it tastes like <laughs> shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't eat it and then leave. Yeah. <laughs> trying to eat healthy. Uh-huh. I've been there.
0: Marzipan. Their parents' deaths affect a mother and oh yeah, their parents' deaths affect a mother and father in different ways, leaving their children to laugh and wonder at the absurdity. The father wakes up with a <laughs> hole in his stomach that goes all the way through. Yep. He's
1: fine. The mother, oh, the mother... gives <laughs> birth to her dad, or
0: to her the mother. <laughs> Oh,
1: it's so funny when It's so she funny. starts she comes home and she starts doing crunches and she's like god damn it i'm not gonna let my mother destroy my body and she, there's another bit where she's like if i knew it was gonna be my mother i would have had some cigarettes yep <laughs> yeah the marzipan cake which is the cake, the leftovers from when
0: her mom died uh-huh uh her yeah the narrator's grandma yeah. loves marzipan loves marzipan narrator yeah. also loves marzipan dad there's, can't stand it <laughs> there's, there's a, also at the end
2: kind of an implication of like maybe the daughter or the the, the narrator is going to have the same type of attachment to her mother and maybe have the same reaction that her mom i did read that as, her, as her
0: consciously saying i need to let go her mom says that right right she yeah the mom says that
1: like hey when i die you need to let me go. Uh-huh. But the kid... So this doesn't happen to you.
2: And the kid then is like, uh, I pretended I was her while I ate it. I imagined I was do, uh, doing the eating, but she was getting nourished. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which, like, the same thing as the mom carrying the grandma, another, eating and nourishing her.
1: Another great uh, thing about this uh, is... Um, I love the, weir- the like, acceptable sura- surreality of these worlds. Because the mm-hmm. doctor... When this happened, he's like, oh, yikes. Uh, I'm pretty busy, so I'm going to go and leave. (laughs)
2: Yeah. This is weird, but like you know you can
0: you can handle it yeah. this is this is one of the longer ones and i think it works really well yes because yes. you spend the first half of the story going when is marzipan gonna get added uh-huh. when when does marzipan come up <laughs> also, i love the the narrator
1: to, like thinking of all of the weird things you could do with her dad since he has a hole in his stomach like string him on a bracelet <laughs> yes put him on his, the mom's pregnant belly and spin him
2: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, quietly like, uh, oh, no, go ahead finish I was just going to say like in just like the slow reveal too you think the weird thing is just the dad with his hole um, uh-huh. just like oh okay the mom's pregnant just the slow reveal of that was amazing was
1: really fun they didn't do any uh, ultrasounds huh <laughs> the they, <laughs> it out? they were like oh this is the biggest belly we've ever seen dad's proud of himself he's a like, good sperm <laughs> <laughs> I don't know man
0: Quiet, please. This one's fun. I like quiet, please. This one rules. Uh, A librarian whose dad just died decides to suck her way through the men of the library until a strong man (laughs) uh, gives her a lift so she can fix a mural on the ceiling. What would you think of this one, Blue?
2: It was so wild. (laughs) Just like I I wasn't sure what was going to happen with the strong man when he came in.
1: It's so I, bit good because like at the uh, beginning, she's like, everyone has a librarian fetish. Uh-huh. So, so she propositions a bunch of men and they all are like, oh, my God, this, this is a great day. And then she propositions and, the strongman who's just kind of confused because he doesn't have a librarian fetish, but he loves lifting things. <laughs> yeah. And it Lips holds her, the
2: couch. her her suggestion that everybody has a library fetish holds so true that she goes from just like kind of like whispering and actually propositioning people to when she gets the strongman that room five minutes. Mm-hmm. that's all she says to him <laughs> so he has no context besides her sitting on a couch and uh-huh. he's he a strong man he sees a couch he's got to pick it up
0: yeah uh-huh he likes lifting things and he likes reading books <laughs> the classics.
2: And for some reason the entire library starts chucking books at her while she's being held up
1: well there's the one one of the guys who wanted to date her was like like screams you're no cleopatra as she's like well, yeah out, being carried around <laughs> uh-huh and he throws a book and then people start throwing books at each other and my, my favorite bit of this story is that, like, the strong man's like, stand up. I can balance you even if you're standing. So she just kind of stands up. And there's, like, this mural on the ceiling, right, of, like, fairies dancing. And one of them, like, gets the sun. So its mouth has been, like, burned off by sunlight. And so she tries to draw a smile on its face. And then the next day she comes in to clean up before her father's funeral. And she looks at it and she's like, oh, it's being dragged along and screaming.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh
0: fantastic
1: clearly
2: dancing against her wheel, really will good,
0: but that is like one of the best mm-hmm. of um endings to a uh-huh. story uh-huh. yeah yeah i love the
1: bit where she's like trying to draw it on and she's like whispering like stand st- st- hold me steady and he can't hear her and he's just like <laughs> you know like this state of bliss from lifting her uh-huh great strong man yeah It's so funny that a circus strongman walked into the library to read (laughs) classic literature.
2: Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. It's really good. Because the lions were too loud.
1: Oh, right. The bit about the lions.
2: (laughs) The lion tamer left and nobody could quiet them.
1: One sec. I do have to read this line because I think it's one of the funniest things in the whole book. He picks the library because it's closest to the big top. It's been a tiring week at the circus because the lion tamer had a fit and quit, so the lions keep roaring. They miss him and no one else will pet them because they're lions. (laughs) favorite line <laughs> <laughs> let's see skinless i skipped this one yeah I reading it that's fair it that was kind of not, not go- yeah. doing anything for me so i just kind of moved on because i was it, reading this at 3 a.m last night
2: it yeah it, worth skipping
1: yeah i think amy bender is jewish so there's a lot of like weird like uh holocaust
0: stuff happening in this book uh-huh we'll get, yeah we'll this one my my summary is just a Jew and a runaway Nazi fall in love. Yep. <laughs> that's the that's the plot. I'm not a Yeah. I it is hard Fugue. to get me invested in a het relationship uh-huh. in any way. When one of the two is extremely a Nazi, I'm uh-huh. just like, I really don't care. Fugue? Fugue. Um
1: Oh right. This one is told in a bunch of pieces yeah I write this down ben.
0: an ugly man has a bad day causing a woman to talk to a bush and seek comfort in that in a house occupied by two people she doesn't know but who know each other it's about a woman leaving her husband but a yes. bunch of other
1: stuff happens yes it's about a woman leaving her husband it's about it's about a, a woman a disabled man and her friend uh going through like a uh, he tries to kill himself but doesn't manage it uh, it's a bunch of interlocking stories centered around some like asshole dude yes who tries to ruin a bunch of people's lives but ends up helping a bunch of people as uh-huh. well yep yeah harder to like summarize quickly i think it's interesting it's not one of my favorites yeah but mm-hmm. i do like parts of
0: it I, like like a lot of my it, yeah like a lot of the stories i like but don't love it is mm-hmm. fun to read yes yes
1: i love the bit where she's like standing next to this bush, waiting for it to talk to her, and, like, waving people away when they try to help her. And then she's like, oh, it's a listening bush <laughs> It's talking to the bush.
2: It's the greatest it's leap in logic. logic.
0: I wish it was a little vaguer about the connections between the stories going on. Mm, it took us a minute to figure it out. But. There are to- Well, there are times when it is like, oh, okay, this person is probably this person. Yes. And then later on it spells out very explicitly, yes, this person is that person in that person's story yeah um, i
2: i was largely following who was who there the the big one that like had me waiting for a little bit was the pills yeah I'm because sure. like before the ugly man robbed uh, did a be a on the wife and her shitty husband and shot out his knee uh he worked at a pill plant and switched a handful of the bottles for some of the pills mm-hmm. and then like towards the very end of the story you get the disabled man trying to kill himself by swallowing nine sleeping pills and he wakes up perfectly fine because uh-huh. yeah, the pills were switched
0: well he doesn't fall asleep yeah, he doesn't even sleep yeah right. that's yeah. what it
2: was he was trying to get sleep and the long sleep if he can
0: drunken mimi an imp and a mermaid have sex under the bleachers at school hair sex hair sex fun if like really yes. weird
1: uh huh. The imp is like he wears stilts to school because imps aren't supposed to go to school. And the mermaid wear like wears a long dress, so you can't see that she's only got one leg, which is her tail stuck into a boot. Uses mm-hmm. a crutch. Yeah. So neither of her, them are supposed to be there.
2: Her hair drinking his snuck in beer and getting her drunk is probably a great happened.
1: thing. Yes. But yeah, he he like keeps being like, oh, she's probably like a shitty person. And like, no, she's nice. And she thinks she knows he's an imp and thinks that he's like cute. You know what I mean? Uh Mm -hmm. And so like he like pets her hair until she comes because her (laughs) hair has nerve endings in it.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: No, just the hair. Mm
4: hmm. Mm
1: hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He like touches her arm. She's like, no, 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 no. no." It's hair time right now. (laughs) Um. He's got this, right, right. He's telling jokes the whole time, like bad Mm -hmm. jokes the whole time. Terrible jokes. Terrible jokes. Okay, next one.
0: Fell this girl. This one's fascinating. A pretty girl desires the tummy of another girl and instead just sleeps with men. Uh Uh-huh. Not just, she
1: wants to take that tummy by force. (laughs) Yep. This girl's got uh, dick envy, something fierce. (laughs) Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. It could have been Yuri, Ben. It could have been Yuri.
0: Unfortunately, it was not.
1: She's having a hard time.
2: Mm-hmm. She spent so much time it's, talking
1: about this guy, this girl's belly button, though. I spent
2: most of it being like, are, are you just going to talk to her, please? No, you're going to fuck a dude and then imagine fucking him while he fucks you? All right. <laughs> you, you could go get that girl, though.
1: You could get that girl. Um. Yeah, again interesting not one of my mm-hmm. favorites
2: Mm-hmm.
0: we're on to part three now Mm-hmm. the healer ahime joshi watches two girls go about their lives and can't help but want to get the two of them together <laughs> fantastic <laughs> the healer is probably my favorite story in this longing is the best yuri what do you think of the healer
2: <laughs> calling the uh is that the perspective character calling her ahime joshi is just perfect
1: it's <laughs> uh, very funny
2: it it's a lot of fun and you know uh, the
1: it, bit, it's the bit importantly is that uh the two girls uh are have weird powers one of them's <laughs> hand is made of fire and the other's hand is made of ice and if they hold hands they turn normal again well for a little while
2: mm-hmm. yep and the uh, the girl with the ice hand uh, she has like healing powers and has to has to i think she volunteers but mm-hmm. feels obligated to go to the hospital and cure people and she can like cure f-
1: cancer and shit with her, yeah with, by she ripping has, like, ice uh, <laughs> droplets into their mouth from her hand it's really uh, weird
2: and the fire girl just is just burning things constantly and then gets She's isolated burn things yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. compelled to and enjoys it and uh, ends up finding a masochistic boy that you know they have a nice time but uh the village fear or the village of the town whatever really doesn't like that Mm -hmm. and locks her up um Um, yeah yeah Uh, go for it
1: the the yes i i think that the the stuff leading up to the the ice girl and the fire girl like are friends for a little bit at the very beginning for three weeks three weeks the ice girl is the one who's uncomfortable around the fire girl uh later on they like see each other again and the fire girl like holds out a hand uh and the ice girl's like no i don't i don't want to shake your hand you Uh know what i mean then Mm -hmm. fire girl gets thrown in jail after uh getting caught burning uh the this kid in in like a
0: very sexualized way Mm -hmm. Uh Uh, there are so many there there is both a lot of actual sex and so many metaphors for sex in this book extremely (laughs) yep um
1: and then the Himei Joshi's like, okay, maybe the Ice Girl can save her. And f- what does the Ice Girl do instead of saving her when they go to the jail to visit the Fire Girl? Well, they do hold hands for a second. They do hold hands for a second. Uh, and the Fire Girl's like, and can the- you never let go of my hand? Uh-huh. like, no.
2: And why don't you cut it off?
1: Yeah. That should That's work. That's totally fine. Ice Girl. Real Oof. shithead. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she's not just like oh you're dangerous you should cut your hand off because you're dangerous and you don't want to hurt people but you feel like you want to anyway you know mm-hmm. what i mean she's fire girl is a little bit of a nasu girl you know what i mean like i don't want to hurt people but also it feels really good to hurt people yeah, yeah i wonder if we'll
0: have any, <laughs> any girls this episode who <laughs>
1: that applies to ice girl isn't just being helpful she also wants to see if she can be released from her prison of having to heal people by Mm -hmm. uh cutting her hand off but doesn't want to be the one to take
2: the plunge mm -hmm. that's such a fun little because like she doesn't reveal that till after it goes bad really yeah maybe you can read into it a bit but like she's kind of just she looks so disappointed rather than like worried or anything else about the other girl
1: (laughs) he made joshi gets a knife and fire girl chops her arm off and it just makes it worse and bigger and more harder to control yep so the the solution is to uh strap her arm to a bucket of ice and then release her <laughs> mm-hmm. the ice girl runs away uh from town and leaves a bunch of her magic ice so they don't come looking for her and the, they're
0: auctioning it off yeah the yep. most yep. brutal detail of that is that they auction it off and like people mortgage their houses just like just to have some they just have in case problems just in case uh-huh they want to have a cup in the freezer ice ice that cures cancer
1: i I mean i guess i get the appeal uh but in place uh, in lieu of having a magic healer uh some people who are having a hard time go to the fire girl instead and like tell her their troubles and she like in a very religious way will like touch their face with the stump of her hand and like get burns all over their face and Mm -hmm. wait i love this line I asked them, does it hurt? And the scar people nodded yes, but it felt somehow wonderful, they said. For one long second, it felt like the world was holding them close.
4: Mm. Great (laughs) ending line. Yeah.
0: Loser. Let's see. A boy who can find anything that is lost finds out he can't find humans. Sort of. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: He lost his parents to the ocean. (laughs) Uh-huh. And then after that he could find anything. He gets wrapped up in finding a boy who's gone missing and finds him by his clothes. Yes. Then uh at the end he like uh starts trying to find his parents again, like reach out for them so that they can find him and he hears the ocean.
4: Mm.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't remember this one at all. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I like it. It's not again, not my favorite, but I think it's got a good vibe. The ending is good. Legacy. Now, this one's a
0: weird one. Disability makes people hot and happy? (laughs) (laughs) This really is a story about longing for disability.
1: I I think think it's more about... uh, the thing is, I think it's a metaphor for, like, difference and strangeness than being, like, disability. I think a lot of things in this is about disability. I, so far as it's about being different, I think it's using disability as a metaphor. Sure. Uh, but yes, it does come across a little weird that she's so horny for the hump- humpback man until she finds out the humpback is fake. Uh-huh. Um, But I th- I think I think what it's trying to do is that it's relieving to not have to be perfect yes you know what i mean but the way it goes about that it's weird is feeling. weird feeling it feels weird also the humpback man that she fucks is her uncle yes
2: <laughs> i forgot that part shit
1: <laughs> i do love this line because uh, her parents are trying to get rid of her because she's pregnant and in high school uh and her, her her parents disturbed by the predicament brood over the problem until her father came up with a brilliant idea that castle your weird brother <laughs> there's just oh uh, yep <laughs>
2: I that dumped that part as soon funny, as we dude. went. <laughs> uh, everywhere.
0: Polish. As a town waits for God to strike them down, a young woman loses her parents, pushing her to cause the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The end is, like, vague, but certainly feels like she's trying to cause God to come strike the town down. Yes, yes. This is a girl who's, like, really caught up in... It's, she's taking care of her father who's ill, mm-hmm. right?
1: Uh, and her mother, like, runs out on them to go to... This is the one with the... the the. Uh, we've run the, the circuit of Holocaust museums. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what a wild sentence to say. Uh, the mom's got a thing for visiting Holocaust museums. Um, Send
2: your elderly and disabled father on the train on his own. Yeah. Bundle him up and have him meet me at the holocaust museum yeah but
1: But yes there's a there's an elderly couple who are survivors of the holocaust who have uh prophetic identical prophetic dreams and they have a dream of the town being destroyed if it doesn't if they don't follow the second commandment of there shall be no other gods before me so everyone Mm -hmm. throws out their like various decor that could be misconstrued as an icon of a god Mm -hmm. and then there's a bizarre greek god statue in the middle of town and they're all too lazy to get rid of it so they cover it with a sheet until this put-upon girl tears it off at the end fascinating a lot of this is like um basically every story in this is uh about being weighed down by expectation and your parents and um like the weight of responsibility and wanting to bucket and mm-hmm. not knowing how and then trying to and then failing in some way that makes you more miserable or reveals that you could not have been happy just by doing that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or, or, and or, it's about fucking a bunch of men and being sad about it.
0: Yes. <laughs> Speaking of the ring. <laughs> a woman falls in love with a robber and a ring they steal has drastic effects. They keep
1: finding rings in uh various types of, like, sugar, flour, and uh, salt are the three. Mm-hmm. And one of them turns everything it touches red. And uh, this girl's wearing all three wi- rings. They go on vacation together. She turns the ocean red for about a mile and has to throw all her rings into the ocean to try and stop it. Uh-huh. And she breaks up with the man because she really only cared about him because he gave her pretty rings. There's a great bit where she's like, um, where he's like, wait, wait, no, it it wasn't really about the rings. I really love you. And she's like, honestly, man, I don't even know what your name
2: is.
1: (laughs) 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 That bit's great.
2: Where's the line on that one? There's a line when the, like you said, it's about one mile out, but the way it is mentioned is she makes a comment and something like, I guess it's just a one mile ring.
1: Yes. It's not all powerful oh right at the end they break they both end up they split up and then both break into the house that had the red ring uh, yes. which was kept in a sugar jar that seemed to not cause the bleed and so she's just eating the special sugar and she's like here have some it's special and he's like eating it and he's like i think it's
0: just sugar and she just keeps eating it she says like Shh, don't don't say that don't don't tell yeah. me
2: Shh, I murmured <laughs> back, touching my shoulder to his, scooping up a pile uh, a new pile of grains into my hand. Don't tell
1: <laughs> it's good, this one's good, uh-huh, and the last story, the title story, the girl in the flammable skirt. a girl grows up, realizing that being alive is a chore- mm-hmm. um, it's uh this one's a little all over the place, but the ending of it it's really fantastic, uh-huh, I think, Yeah, she like sees her dad walking around with a backpack made of stone and is like that's too heavy and he's like okay but someone's got to wear it and makes her wear it instead so she has to go around wearing this heavy backpack made of stone
2: uh-huh and gives her the rule that like she's not allowed to set it down or do anything to alleviate it
1: yep uh there's a story in the middle about two rats uh that i didn't quite get
2: <laughs> yeah
1: neither did i <laughs> it feels like a joke that with where it's missing some context that makes the punchline make sense, but maybe I'm just missing it. I think it's supposed to not make sense. Yeah. But maybe I'm wrong.
2: Yeah, um, I I forgot that section completely because, yeah, that punchline's... Hmm.
1: I, I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, her, oh, her father starts to die and so at some point she's lost the backpack and she misses the backpack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, at the very end she like tells this anecdote about reading a story in a paper about a girl whose uh, skirt caught fire during a party because she got too close to some candles. Uh, she got third degree burns up and down her thighs. But what I kept wondering about is this. The first second when she felt her skirt burning, what did she think? Before she knew it was the candles, did she she think she'd done it herself? With the amazing turn of her hips and the warmth of the music inside her, did she believe for even one glorious second that her passion had arrived?
2: Mm.
1: Great line. Great ending.
2: Great line.
1: Yeah. I think this is a great book. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of all over the place, but I I really enjoy a lot of it. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It was a joy to read. Yeah. Even the stories that I went back and was like... I don't know. That was fine, I guess. Uh-huh. But like fun, fun prose. And it's fun yes. prose
1: and they're funny. Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? They're, a lot of them have like things that make you laugh, even if they don't quite
1: like connect. You know mm-hmm. what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of them are at least trying to do something so you can at least get a little bit out of all of them.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. One of my one of my favorite short story collections. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad the two of you had fun with it.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: I know it's, it's a very different kind of book. It is healer is yuri yeah i would say yeah. <laughs> um there is a boy involved but you know what The <laughs> boy involved in octave too and that's fen's
0: favorite yuri yeah that boy is a mistake <laughs> not she ended up in jail and cut her arm off in this one <laughs> yeah
1: also pretty rough uh-huh yeah though the boy himself was not the problem no
2: mm-hmm
0: yeah yeah i had fun yeah, yeah it was great i yeah.
2: i appreciated it
0: breezy fun to read mm-hmm.
2: maybe not something to try and uh sneak a short story in every now and then while visiting your family for the week but <laughs>
1: <laughs> stories about how your family is a burden and you hate them <laughs> 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 to lighten up the mood uh during yep. the
2: holidays exactly
4: okay cool
1: let's get into k
0: and k uh fan ever cry never life you want to give us the full title (laughs) Karno kyokai yes that part is japanese means roughly like boundary of emptiness Mm -hmm. the garden of sinners that part is english originally i'm pretty sure
2: yeah english subtitle for it yep
0: um ever cry never life which rules (laughs) that part also english Uh, And then remaining sense of pain is translated from Japanese. Yes.
2: Simultaneously, Nasu, stop writing English, but also please keep writing English.
1: (laughs) We've got another unique pre-show reminder. This one is
0: incredible.
2: (laughs) I love these. Uh, They're all amazing. But this one, yes.
1: The little Neko Arc doll uh, waves to Miki and Shiki before taking a seat next to a little mushroom Nasu the film starts uh we've got rin from in her like little creature design from tiger dojo smoking a cigarette there is smoke this time which uh-huh. is great uh <laughs> she smokes so much that sakura who's standing next to her evaporates into the smoke okay it is like
0: fluffy cotton smoke yeah like, oh yeah
1: like, literal but... cotton yes 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 uh, it's incredible which this is all stop motion animated.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. like
2: in the curtains uh, that are drawing back for the screen are felt like it, it looks so good.
0: Uh-huh. Um, th- based on the pattern so far, this means that next week Rin is going to be in the movie theater. What crimes will she commit?
3: <laughs>
1: Toko, watching Rin smoke on screen, has gotten a hankering from some cigarettes of her own, whips out a pack. P- uh, little puppet Shiki does not like this and approaches her with knife drawn however twist toko eats the cigarette <laughs> and then cuts to her holding out the pack which says chocolate cigarettes i did not go back to check last night but i was like those have to have been candy cigarettes right yeah. although the idea of toko eating a cigarette rather than getting stabbed with a knife is also very funny <laughs>
2: and kind of Shiki on brand for her
1: Horrifying. <laughs> yes yeah, Shiki is terrible like Shiki's like whole face blanches with Again, her expression doesn't change because she's just a little puppet. But yes. like, li- like the blue, like stressed out lines appear on her face. Good one, good one.
0: Yes. Anyway, and then, the film and opens the, with a sexual the thing- assault. <laughs> oh, oh, I was going to say, and then the the ending credit is, please don't smoke. Yes, don't smoke yep. in the theater. Cut to a uh, sexual assault scene.
1: There is a girl, we've seen her before in like the pre-show, th- or the, the like preview for next time. Uh She is unreacting and quiet, but still conscious as she's being uh, raped by a man while a bunch of his buddies uh, laugh and drink. Mm-hmm. They're in some kind of abandoned pool hall.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: I wasn't expecting this much bare titty and nipple on the screen. Yeah. That happens a lot this time. Yep. Uh, the man asks if the girl's enjoying herself. She asks him to stop, uh, in a deadpan voice. His friends laugh at him. They all, they all talk about, um, maybe finding another more interesting girl. Uh, but the, uh, guy doing the sexual assault has a great idea. He grabs the girl's face and like does, is about to do something when we cut to the title screen. Mm-hmm uh people have talked this scene up as being like the most horrible thing they've like shocking and terrible thing they've ever seen in their lives and i've say i don't know i've watched horror movies this isn't that bad but like it's still kind of gross
2: you know it's just you know it's a shocking opening yeah yeah, and if you're sensitive to that type of stuff but yeah on, on the whole like i've seen even this content in dramas handled more explicitly yeah so
1: uh yeah, still, again, yeah, If it, it's pretty, if you haven't watched it yet and uh, you're sensitive to this kind of thing, keep, keep that in mind. But otherwise, you know, it's horror stuff, you know, this kind of thing. Happens mm-hmm. at time. So mm-hmm. points to Fen, who did not believe that it was going to be as like completely off the wall as people have been warning us that it is.
0: <laughs> well, there were two ways that that was going to go. And one was it was exactly as off the wall and horrifying as everyone had said. <laughs> and the other was, I watched it and was like, yes, that is a sexual assault. It's yeah. not the worst one I've ever seen. The uh,
1: Yeah, I, I think that Tsukihime has a lot more graphic and horror. Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for you me, just, it's, literally, <laughs> it's literally just that it cold opens on that, yeah, yeah, is yeah, yeah. the extent of my concerns with it.
1: After the first movie, I'm kind of expecting harsh cold opens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ever cry, never life
0: folks i love it the op slaps op is good OP's um goodness! music's great
2: music wonderful across the board
0: yes the the op has like like a of i would describe it as haunting lyrics not the mm-hmm. lyrics themselves but like the the um performance the woman's yeah the vocals singing them is like very kind of faint and like hard to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um indistinct
1: that episode isn't out yet, but it's so funny having Vivian on, who is like talking about music and what it is doing, and I'm like, yeah, the music is really cool.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also the the entire OP sequence is cuts between Mikia meeting Fujino, not for the first time. Mm-hmm. I read it as him meeting her for the first time, the first time around. Yeah. Ah, uh, that is not true. Um, but then uh and cutting between that and like credit cards mm-hmm. not not credit cards <laughs> but like c- cards that master have cards on them
1: uh there is a, a a bit where he's like um getting someone into a cab at night uh i think it's cheeky i think mm-hmm. it's cheeky yeah uh and then he like looks at his wallet and sighs <laughs> yeah then he finds uh this girl who has a long purple hair and red eyes She's wearing some kind of like, it looks like a school uniform, but not like a school uniform. You know what I mean? It looks like a robe that a, like a priest of an obscure Christian cult would wear, uh, more than anything else, but she is a high school student. Uh, she's crouching in an alleyway, clutching her stomach. Mikia could never let anyone, uh, just suffer quietly and rushes over to help her. She lets him walk her somewhere. Uh, He asks if she has a stomachache. She says she's in a lot of pain and wants to cry. She asks if she's allowed to cry. He says that she is. She looks so happy right before she starts sobbing that it's very Mm -hmm. disconcerting. Then he brings her back to his apartment and he waits outside of the building while, while she is showering, which seems nice. This is fun. It's fun to see Mikia's apartment because it is much smaller than Shiki's. But much more like a human room that people <laughs> live in.
2: Yeah. Somebody actually lives there.
1: Yeah, it's like half the size of her room, though, right? It's like a couch yeah. TV. That's it. No space. And a bathroom. Mm-hmm. I suppose he's lucky he has a shower. He puts a blanket over her while she sleeps on the couch, which is apparently also his bed. He falls asleep on the floor and then wakes up in the middle of the night. She has uh, changed back into her uniform, I guess, and disappeared or taken her uniform.
2: Disappeared. Yeah. The camera lingers on her uniform at one point, showing there's a tear in it.
1: Yeah. He, yeah. He like looks at her uniform in a, a particular way. Let's see. Uh, he uh, seems bothered by this whole exchange. He flips on the TV and uh, we get a news story. Uh,
0: ben, what what happened? Uh... The, yeah, a bunch of guys were murdered at an abandoned bar. Um, let's see. What is the line? It's, um, it's very funny to have the news broadcast say, their limbs were torn off. Police are investigating the cause of death. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. They also say that the police
1: have a suspect. This is a lie. Or, they don't have the right suspect. Yeah.
2: I'm, yeah, I'm very curious what they're even thinking there
1: uh-huh uh-huh yeah i was like for a minute i was like oh did she do this again the voiceover of talking about this murders are playing as we cut to seeing her stumble through the street mm-hmm. i was like did she do this so sloppily that even police in nasu's <laughs> world have noticed that she's at fault but no it's gonna be uh not on screen we cut to uh, uh mikio's uh What is this? His cousin, who's like, oh, beautiful women can't kill people. (laughs) He said last time.
2: God, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I love the way she's constantly like uh, holding her stomach. Yeah, way that I think is really interesting.
0: So, yeah, what I was gonna say was, um, the op, yeah, the op hits harder for me. Of like, oh yeah, Fujino is going through it. Yeah,
1: yeah, Yeah, Mm -hmm. she really is. Poor girl. She's going to continue to go through it for this entire movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> However, we have a little bit of lightness or uh, something funnier. <laughs> Cut to Mikia back at Toko's office. Wait, first,
0: we get one of my favorite things, which is we get a visual novel background that has shown up in every movie so far, mm. which is just a shot from a bridge into the city. Oh, OK. Mm. Yeah. Um, and it shows up multiple times in this movie, and it shows it's shown up in the other two movies as well. That's so, fun. and it's just it's incredible that it's like, oh yeah, this is this is just a visual novel background. Like, <laughs> right. there Hell would be yeah. a scene set here. And then we get, and then we're in the office. We are back in the office. Oh right, uh, this
1: uh, movie I forgot to mention uh, we mentioned last time. It is set bef- between uh, the last two yes uh this is after shiki has woken up from her her coma but not immediately following it's pretty soon after
2: yeah uh in the first movie they mentioned the asagami Fujinome incident from two months ago so it's two months prior to the first movie yes toko is not
1: paying Mikia this month he's pretty upset about (laughs) this (laughs) (laughs) toko sucks (laughs) (laughs) she's <laughs> like don't worry she's I amazing can't pay for anything either i and he's like i know i know because i do your books that you just got paid a lot of money
0: where would you spend it on what did she spend it on uh she spent it on a victorian era ouija board it's at least 100 years old so it's probably uh works at least somewhat when was the victorian era was that only 100 years ago
2: i don't think so <laughs> victorian's industrial so what's that late 1800 early 1900
1: okay okay yeah so yeah
2: about um, years uh d- just Rin fantastic <laughs> she's toko competing for rich girls at this point
1: <laughs> um toko is like rambling about how cool and probably magical it is mikia yells at her toko pouts and says she, that she it just came up on sale it's not like she could pass it up and he's like, listen, she's like, listen, you're going to have to be responsible and figure out how to pay your own way this month. Uh, I am too, you know? So we
2: just have We're to buckle down. all in this predicament. Jeez. Uh, you're so selfish.
1: He starts to walk off and she's like, wait, no, come back. And he comes back and he kind of gets excited and she says, can I borrow some money?
0: <laughs> <I'm->
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Toko's amazing.
0: She's incredible. Oh, God.
2: Um, and then, Your fucking note there. <laughs> yeah, I, is Toko a basis by any chance? I need a shot of Rio asking
1: for
0: money and just stick Toko's face over it. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, for, okay. For this month, please uh, put those on that visual novel background I, I talked about earlier. Just have a like. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, oh my god.
1: Mikio refuses to give her any money and storms out. Toko says that he that people
0: get narrow-minded when they're broke. Uh honestly, it's sad how narrow-minded people get when they're broke. Uh is what she says. What a great line. You just told him I'm not paying you this month. Of course he's mad.
2: It's normal for bosses.
0: <laughs> it's normal. Yeah, uh-huh. Um okay. Oh right. So Shiki's like, "Okay, well, that's all over now. Continue continue telling your story." And uh Toko says, "Okay, it has to do with the murders mass last night." And Shiki's like, "Cool, that's all I needed to know. I'm going to leave now. <laughs> I know where I need to go." go Toko does say,
1: w- "The client knows who did it. Mhm. Uh, they want you to capture if possible. If the subject resists, just put them down." Yeah. Uh, this does like this does, like, um, in the first K&K movie, you could be like, oh, wow, they've kind of accidentally gotten caught up in a mystery. This is very, like, oh, no, they're kind of like a supernatural detective agency on top of everything else they do. Yeah. Uh-huh. And t- on top of Toko's, like, weird doll fetish. What not?
2: <laughs> Completely do normal games? doll fetish?
1: Yes. <laughs> it's normal for girls, and it's normal for Mikia.
2: It's normal for a mage to make real dolls. <laughs>
1: Toko comments that Shiki seems impatient to get out of here, uh, asking if she's that starved. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she tries to give her a photo and a bio of the person to look for. Shiki says that uh, they're the she and the killer are the same type of person and will instinctively try to kill each other when they meet, which is very fun. Mm-hmm.
2: She became recognized game, game. at this
1: picture at least, but uh... Mikia needs money. Big Arihiko is here. Bigger, bigger <laughs> Arihiko theory. Uh, Mikia's met up with his old friend Gakto to ask for a loan. Uh, Mikia apparently is not on friendly terms with his parents anymore because he dropped out of college suddenly to go work for a doll maker. Yes, I don't. Yeah, they probably don't know what he's doing. But yeah, just I don't.
2: I'm just imagining him like, yeah, I'm done with college. Uh, don't ask. And just disappearing at this point. Uh Because that's kind of what it sounds like.
0: Which is the like. Not on friendly terms. I guess can mean multiple things. Mm -hmm. In this case it feels like. Mikia just doesn't want to talk to his parents. Not that his parents are like. yeah, They got into a big fight is what
1: he says. And he doesn't want the first time he talks to them since then. To be him asking for money. Which would kind of prove their point. About how you should have stayed (laughs) in college maybe.
2: Yeah. Like their relationship sounds amenable. Just not right now
1: gakuto offers him some money and then says if he's ever asks if he's ever
0: heard the phrase goodwill will be reciprocated this is strong money because uh-huh. uh mikia tries to take it and like his whole body recoils <laughs> as gakuto <laughs> keeps, holds on to yeah, it yeah holds on to it
1: he needs mikia to find someone mikia's good at finding people apparently uh, Minato Keita, who was a junior in high school, uh, he was apparently fond of Mikia, um, and is a, apparently a friend of Gokto. Mm-hmm. He didn't come home last night. Gokto is worried about him; wants him to tra- be tracked down. Mikia seems uh, to n- sense that there what that he is wrapped up in all of the stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. Immediately, cut to our mysterious purple-haired girl. She is talking, calling someone on a flip phone as she stands in an
0: alley what's at the other end of this call that is not being picked up uh a man with red hair whimpering uh clutching his head curled up in a mm-hmm. corner this
1: is uh presumably Keita, uh which also you could tell from the uh the someone says his name in the first scene i forgot that until we rewatched yep. it. there's like a, a a close-up of his face and someone says his name mm. so you the can question put... it was pretty obvious mm. but
2: Question on the alley when she picks up the phone. At least first time through, I thought I saw her standing over a body.
1: Yes, I think that she must have just killed someone. Killed somebody just to get their cell phone? (laughs) I think she killed one of the the guys because it had this guy's number on it. Mm -hmm. So it was another person on her list of uh, Keita's friends. So Keita does not answer the phone. The purple girl uh, corners another man and asks him politely where Keita is while he writhes in pain. This is a fun bit. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh no, he's in pain. Oh no, he's missing an arm. Oh, all of his limbs are lying on the floor, twisted up like uh, tissue paper. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Um. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't say anything because he's busy, you know, screaming and dying. And then she pops his head off like a dandelion and leaves. All without <laughs> touching him, notably. Mm hmm. Normal for girls. Mm hmm. On Nenerbi. Still hate the <laughs> on name. An ner- on, on, ner- an Arab. on an Ananairb. Still don't like the name. Uh <laughs> but this is that cafe. The the like semi-canonical cafe that exists in Nasu stuff.
0: Yeah. The the cafe that in stories in like serious stories is a just a cafe and Everywhere else is a universe-hopping, uh-huh. or universe-spanning, like, fourth-wall-breaking uh-huh. place. Uh, main just characters just... aren't supposed to go into it, but Shiki is here. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> or just will... another constant of the nasu hmm
1: Fujino is the name of our purple girl, and she's talking to someone wearing the same uniform as her, someone we recognize. That's uh, Az- uh, uh, Azaka, Mikia's, uh little sister. Mm-hmm. Who knows Toko too. We you know that much. Yeah.
0: Well, knows Toko yeah. two months in the future. Uh, at least she knows. Yes,
1: that's true. I did not. I. She will know Toko. Yeah. We don't know if she knows Toko currently. Yes. They're having a casual chat as they wait for Mikia. Uh, Fujino asked for help finding a, a boy that she's into <laughs> named Keita, <laughs> who
0: went missing. And uh, Fujino knows that Mikia is good at finding people. I got the vibe that Fujino said. I need help finding a boy, and Keita was like, "Oh, you like or, him, huh?" Uh, Azuka. 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 Azuka? yeah, Azuka. Keita is the is that yeah. boy? Yeah.
2: Just excited best friend stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cute. So tell me about him.
1: Instead of Mikia, Ryogi Shiki walks into the place, looking very out of out of place. Azaka, not a fan of Ryogi Shiki.
4: <sighs>
1: fan wishes it was he- Yuri. I do think I it's wish it was Yuri so badly. Uh, I, she seems to think that uh, Shiki has stolen her uh, brother away from her.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Proto, uh, proto uh, Akiha.
0: Practically normal for girls
1: she's to be too, Brocons. She's too normal so far to be Akiha. I think Fujino is more of a proto Akiha. At least in terms of her powers.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, um, this is the thing. She's is a proto because in terms of we need a brocon in this story well, brocon
2: yeah. and her general character like design. I guess also. She does have dark hair,
1: but she's not as princessy. I
0: well okay, was like the oh, a visual
2: here, yeah, okay. her visual design rather than like her character because you'll have like Mikia people refer to as like proto Shiki, but like there's visual differences between him and Shiki Tono, you I know, and, and behavior differences different.
1: and behaves differently.
0: But I mean, well. So this is the thing, Ben, is that she's a prototype, not exactly the same character. Yeah, and
1: I mean, I, I and that's also any of these characters prototypes because yes. they are just different stories. Yeah. Um, it, but she it's does it's look also, a little like a Kiha. I will, I will agree with that.
2: Yes, <laughs> and it's also also just kind of terminology that, like, I think Fate or uh, Type Moon fandom like retroactively applied as these movies came movies came out and they first see it because then uh-huh. they see the character connections they know and like, oh, this is. Regardless of any other characterization that comes up afterwards,
1: here I'm. I'm sitting here like, oh, if people were like comparing characters and a thing that I made with a, with a later thing, I'd be like, okay, yeah, that's totally fine. But if someone was like, this is the prototype for this character, I would oh be yeah, no, 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 no. Oh,
2: I wouldn't. Yes. Yes. She's not full on like an actual prototype uh-huh. of Akia. It's more of she is. Reminiscent of Akiha in some ways, so that like CP people that have seen other things draw that connection. That's the extent of it.
0: Saber and uh and Archweed share Mm -hmm. some similarities, but they're also extremely different characters. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. um, it is both. As it turns out there are only like so many types of character that you can write, and also that like Nasu's interested in similar ideas yeah. and like and
1: Takeuchi so ways to make a girl with long dark hair and bangs look
2: Yes. <laughs> Takeuchi has never reused character design before in his life. <laughs>
1: Shiki has come to deliver a message. Mikia cannot make it because he's busy with the aforementioned uh, uh, search for this this same boy. He does not know it's the same boy. Mm -hmm. Uh, He probably should have come to this. Would have been interesting to get that information that this girl is looking for him, too. Uh, She does (laughs) spike the ball at Azaka by saying that he stood you up. Yes. (laughs) She acts like she's above it this whole time, but also digs at her. Mm Mm-hmm. Shiki complains that she had to walk all the way over here to deliver the message. Um, uh, and Azuka and her are like fighting and Fujino's like, Hey, can we not have an argument in the middle of this fancy cafe? <laughs> Azuka apologizes. Shiki does not. Uh huh. Uh, Shiki notices Fujino, uh, for the first time here and, uh, says some, some weird suspicious stuff.
0: Her eyes are, are lit up yeah she's uh, this scene rules like (laughs) from start to finish but seeing eyes shiki's eyes light up always fun Mm -hmm. and then just saying are you not in pain Mm -hmm. uh it's
2: such a weird oh it's good
1: fujino does not react reacts uh like suspiciously you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. like, subdued suspicious but not in like a what the fuck are you talking about kind of way Uh uh-huh but uh shiki apparently thinks she's got the wrong person and uh azuka is like uh are you trying to steal my b- or, or do you have a problem with my best friend my brother isn't good enough for you and now you're trying to do something to my best friend too uh they bicker for a little bit uh and shiki's like can i deliver a return message and uh azuka is like uh can you dump uh tell him that to dump you and she's like she gives this shitty smile and she's like yeah i'll do that sure i'll <laughs> tell miki to cut ties with me
2: <laughs> um i she love how much great. of those two just like hate each other well it, it's one-sided it hate more mm-hmm. like shiki's just like tolerating her <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. azaka apologizes to fujino uh fujino says that shiki was very pretty but she hates her mm-hmm. on site. <laughs> we're back with mikia he is interviewing a bunch of people trying to track down keita uh People have figured out that Keita believes that his life is in danger and all of his friends are showing up dead.
4: Mm hmm. Mm
2: hmm. You have a weird thing with a dealer. Uh, uh, drug dealer's are like, man, those guys were too intense for me. Yeah. Uh huh. Like, okay, dude. <laughs> the
1: the drug dealer also calls Gakto Gokto Sama.
2: <laughs>
1: in case we had any <laughs> doubts that, that Gakto <laughs> had ties to, like, mafia activity. Um, Mikia. Does not care about people dealing drugs. He has other things to worry about. The guy, the guy is like, hey, you want some? I'll give you a discount.
0: <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, you have ties to Gokto Osama. I'll uh, I'll hook you up for cheap.
1: Um. Then Mikia ends up tracking down one of uh Akita's friends who works at a karaoke bar. Uh, he just missed him. A classy looking girl stopped by and grabbed uh, this this guy. Uh, the manager, very weird guy, basically tells someone who just came in off the street, Yeah, he's fucking her. He'll probably be back in a little while because he comes fast. <laughs>
4: <laughs> what did they say? <laughs>
0: he's wearing the. Yeah, the guy's wearing a shirt that says, Yeah, I come fast. I have customers to serve. <laughs> <laughs> he will yeah, not boss, be. Boss,
2: boss boss um, i'm going to i'm going to be unreliable on being here but it's okay i'll just disappear for like 2 minutes 2 <laughs> minutes at a time at, at most everyone's yeah
0: there are a lot of people in this movie very casual about boys having sex mm-hmm. in places that they probably shouldn't be uh-huh
1: oh kohei is this guy's name it's yeah. not important he'll be dead pretty soon mhm we cut to him screaming <laughs> As Fujino tears one of his arms off with her mind. Well, with her eyes. mm mm-hmm. uh But there's like a fun bit where like you're seeing him from like really far away, drawn small, and there's like this almost like comical way that his arm is like bending and twisting because you is... can't really see the detail.
0: The way that there are parts of this uh, movie in particular uh, and how blood works that is like, this could be an Akiba War.
1: Like... Uh, uh-huh. It's It's that a little splatter house.
0: Yeah. It's,
2: yeah, it's like a, like, almost, almost comical version of in the Ghost in the Shell movie where the major is invisible and just breaks the dude's arms and legs Mm -hmm. by twisting them. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just that, but blown out of proportion.
1: Mm -hmm. Um... He she politely asks this guy where Kaita is. He tries to scream and run. He collapses and starts rambling about how his legs are twisted like screws as his legs fail him. Fujino also wanders over and starts mumbling twist 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 to herself. She pick, I guess she picked that up from his guy because <laughs> we didn't hear her say it until this guy started saying it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I,
2: I guess yeah. We only had one other interrogation and she didn't say it there.
1: She says that uh, she doesn't want to kill him, but this is the only way that she can be like other people. Uh, Shiki, Shiki is here,
0: and Shiki does not believe her statement. Well, yeah. Fujino says, like, I don't want to kill people. Yes. And Shiki, from about, like, 200 yards away, somehow hears Fujino muttering <laughs> to herself and is like, that's a lie. She was talking to the guy in that one.
2: Shipping shipping yard is notoriously quiet, you know? Yes. Could hear a pin drop no Definitely. one
1: is, no but Shasu stuff yeah. shipping yards are never active and no one's ever there <laughs> fun.
0: i just mean, i get what you mean it's this, too far. in this yes. case specifically she said to herself i don't want to kill them
2: huh. yeah it, and it wasn't that loud it is absurd her hearing it
0: yes it's, but, it's just it's more funny than like than anything yeah uh-huh.
1: Shiki ominously marches towards her, calling her Asagami Fujino, her full name, and says she's related to Asakami. Mm-hmm. A K, not a G. This, uh, is like a uh more Nasu kanji play stuff, because Asagami is written with a different character than the, kan- the kanji for Kami, which means God. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh uh fujino is like how long have you been watching and shiki's like oh i I, like followed you ever since you lured out that piece of meat over there (laughs) what a great no (sighs) no he's a human being he's dead also uh he's a human being with like all sorts of personhood you can't call him a piece of meat and shiki's like well you didn't kill him like a human being so i
0: don't think he counts as one anymore (laughs) Those who didn't die like humans can't be called humans. Those removed from the boundary are deprived of their origin. Mm-hmm. Interesting line. I, just, I like Nasu yeah. a whole lot. Yes. Yep. Me too.
2: Then you know? I think, Oh, no, go ahead. Yeah, well, I think right after that, like, if you're not sure about the boundary, uh, she makes a comment about common sense after that. mm
3: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: Fujino says that she's not like Shiki. She's a normal girl. Shiki says that uh, that is not true and they are the same kind of person.
2: They are both normal for girls.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, but notably not normal for normal. <laughs> Shiki's eyes light up and so do Fujino's. Shiki's got her blue eyes with the, uh, the red rings in the center. Fujino's are kind of like a iridescent green and purple with like red and blue. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Different.
1: They both look cool. They both look cool uh they look cg is also a thing mm-hmm. fujino's yeah. eyes specifically are very like oh this is like a digital effect mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting yeah. like look, it looks a little old at this point but it is like interesting how they don't match with the rest mm-hmm. of the that's,
2: world that's something the that ufo table is really known for is their compositing with cg effects yeah so
1: shiki prepares for the fight but then fujino kind of just stumbles and her eyes fail her Shiki decides this is a hideously unsexy encounter now. Uh <laughs> tells Fujino that she's disappointing and to go home so Shiki doesn't have to bother to kill her. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Does do Fujino's eyes falter or does she They're red it? again. They're normal yeah, red they, again when we see them. Yeah,
2: no, the mystic eye effect goes away. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. It is unclear to me whether Fujino steps down mm-hmm. or it, my so... read of that was Fujino was like, oh, I can kill these boys, but Shiki's innocent. I shouldn't kill her.
2: Interesting. Interesting. So the way I was reading with it, which I guess brings in later stuff, though, is just her power is unstable.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And
2: there's some criteria that gives her the power that also makes her a viable target for Shiki. And since her mystic eyes wavered, she look, is kind of the same way that she was in the cafe. So she is not uh-huh. a fair target.
1: Whether it is physically her uh, against her will her eyes failed her or her pa- willpower to fight back against shiki failed her, yeah uh is the, i would say it's the same thing right
2: yeah some sort of internality for her affects her eyes that makes her and mm-hmm. her not able to fight and shiki not interested in fighting
0: because shiki's obviously going to try and kill her <laughs> shiki is mm-hmm. extremely cl in the like mm-hmm. oh or this Shiki, I guess we should say, yeah.
1: is it's DL. not a sin if we're trying to kill yeah. each other. Yes, yeah, I love that. <laughs> uh-huh. We're gonna get a story about Fujino's childhood. First of all, little Fujino is so She's fuck- so tiny. <laughs> uh, the first thing we we see is like a cute little Fujino in this like washed out sunset like uh, aesthetic or, or like like it, washed it out color. Has,
2: it has the same color as the blood. That it, it it transitions through the blood bowl that she's standing in.
1: Uh-huh. Uh I think it's a little orangier when we get in there, but um Yeah. Anyway, the first thing that she does do though is uh uh rub some blood onto her chubby little cheeks. Uh huh. Someone had accidentally mixed uh accidentally, uh a knife ended up in her like play cooking supplies and she had ended up cutting her hand really badly. Uh Her mother, it seems, like rushed over in a panic, trying to stop the bleeding, uh, telling her that she must be in a lot of pain. Fujino can't feel pain at this moment, uh, does not understand what pain is, Uh, but she does the fact that her mom is like comforting her and holding her close immediately breaks out into tears. Yeah, she liked being held. Yes, she likes to be comforted, even if she doesn't understand why she's being comforted. Mm hmm. Her mom bandages the wound, tells her that it'll stop hurting when it's healed. Fujino, of course, is like, I really don't understand what you're talking about, but doesn't say as much. She understands at least that she should play along. (laughs) Now we cut to modern Fujino, who has wild eyes as she's telling the story into a cell phone. Uh, And she's like clutching her stomach still and stumbling down the street. She says she finally understands what pain is and finally feels alive. The other end of the phone, Mikia, has found Keita and is listening to Fujino tell the story through the cell phone to she thinks Keita is the one listening. Mm-hmm. He is also listening, but Mikia is there, too. Kaita's like, what the fuck is she talking about? Uh, she ends this story by saying that she wants to be normal. She doesn't want anyone to know that she killed people. Thus, she needs to kill the last witness, Keita, <laughs> uh, to go back to being a normal person
0: she's so cool <laughs> i support her in this yeah.
2: not flawed logic at all she's no. perfect
1: no if anyone deserves it seriously keita panics and knocks the phone out of mikia's hand it uh which baps the battery out the back you remember when you dropped a cell phone and the battery just came out instead of the whole thing just exploding into glass shards mm-hmm Ah, oh. the good old days uh keita starts to tell the story of what happened he's like she was she was weird from the start but I, she turned out to be a monster and he says that she tore apart all a bunch of his friends without even moving Mikia's is like i believe you i've seen some weird shit it's okay it's gonna be okay very supportive so what what do you mean that she was weird from the start and the guy's like well we raped her a lot over the course of six months uh-huh and mikia like freezes up <laughs> uh, way more candid about this than i was expecting
2: yeah i I, I guess i guess points for honesty but yeah no no
0: the it is this movie's really cavalier about showing you fujino's boobs yes which is like it feels like they want to have it both ways is isn't it horrifying that she's being raped but also isn't she kind of hot though look at her titties bounce And also
2: literally titillating
3: yeah
1: Uh uh-huh um which is like a weird it, it doesn't do it so often that i'm like i think that Tuk- like tsukime is worse about this right uh but it does it enough that i'm i'm like eyeing them you know what i mean it's,
2: it's more than was needed to make the point
1: yes yes this is this is what i'm saying yes i think whatever well, ways it could have been
0: worse but it's not great there are ways that you could have shot those scenes that were less that were less leering yes there's a scene, like, there, There's also a scene later where it's like, oh, her stockings are ripped and like mm-hmm. you can almost see where her panties would be. And like,
2: yep. I
1: they, did not notice that, but I, I 100% believe you
2: like them showing as much as they did on the opening, like with the intent of shocking. OK, but like like you said, they just keep re- revisiting this and put more more detail that needs to be there. Like they could just like even just moving the framing a little bit where you can see his her her face and the back of the guy. There's more than enough information to know what's going on, you know?
1: Yeah, this, she is I think that this uh this episode's really interesting and I like Fujino. I do think that she is also the the classic Nasu character of someone who is sexually assaulted and it's kind of sexy, but also bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not sexy for them. Well, maybe. Well, Sakura, it is also sexy for Sakura, I guess. Uh, or like people think that it is. <sighs> but yeah, so uh, a mixed bag for certain. Nasu in this era, fascinated with this specific type of character. Mm-hmm. So this guy goes on to talk about his exploits. This started six months ago. We don't really have a feel for how many times they've done this, but it's a few more than once more than once uh they've like uh raped her beat her drugged her all trying to get a rise out of her basically and he said uh, she's very creepy and it w- if she ever did react it, w- it was very obvious that she was like play acting at being upset
4: mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: so they all thought it was creepy and yet they couldn't stay away from her
2: like it's, it was weird like she was acting her reaction was delayed no matter what we did yes
1: finally one day i'm not sure when this was but uh at some point one of the gang smacked her in the back and hit her in the spine with a metal baseball bat and she finally reacted with pain
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this was like two or three days ago or so
1: everyone in the crew seemed pretty excited about this because it made her human again uh mikia tells him to shut the fuck up for a second <laughs> uh he looks more upset than we've ever seen him
2: if you don't stop talking I can't not kill you.
1: Uh-huh. At least I don't know that Mikia is capable of that. I can't not uh feed you too. <laughs> now, we cut back to the office and Shiki and Toko uh yell at Mikia for uh bringing this guy to them to protect.
3: Mhm. Mhm.
1: Mikia he's a normal guy in that he cannot con- he does not like when murder happens no matter who is doing it. Uh He will only be upset with Shiki if she kills people. He will not actually be, like, very bothered by it. But he can't just let this guy die. uh, Especially because he doesn't want Fujino to kill more people and, like, dig herself deeper into this hole. This bit, I bet you there's more about this in the the light novel. uh, Or in the novel, uh, it's pretty, like, what happens with Keita is pretty uh, not a main plot point. They kind of just keep him in a back room and use him for information for a little bit. And then what happens to him after that is never really talked about Mm -hmm. it's not the end of the world if uh he gets fucking killed
2: uh yeah no i'd imagine the novel does go more because like it it this moment with mikia like trying to figure out the morality here about whether or not the guy should live or die kind of fits with like the conversation at the very end
1: yeah you can you can at least count on nasu to at the at the end come down on yeah, it's morally okay to kill your rapist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> feel, you feel good about that yes. one. Uh even if even if I do not always think that his definition of rape is broad enough, uh, with some of the things that characters do, uh, that is counted as fine. Uh this guy, I would believe that when Mikia was on his little trip, they just put him in a dumpster out back.
4: hmm
1: <laughs> Okay, where are we? Toko agrees that the situation is complicated, uh, but wants to know what Mikiya's plan is. Mikia's like, I'm gonna talk to Fujino. I can talk her down. Shiki says that's pointless. Fujino is uh, already past the point of being able to understand his point of view. And even if she achieves her goal in killing this dude, she may not be able to stop. She has gotten addicted to killing, is Shiki's thought. Much like Shiki. <laughs> <laughs> Um Shiki says that she's met Fujino. She met her with Azaka. Uh, Mikia's like, oh, is Fujino still going to school? She's not. She's been out of school for a couple of days, and Azaka hasn't seen her since the, the cafe. Um Toko warns Mikia to stay put with Keita while they try to confront Fujino, even if it turns into a fight. Uh yes, yeah, so and we we start getting this like. The bit about Fujino's pain, which will be a, a back and forth, like, thing for the rest of this. Mm-hmm. Why is she in pain at this moment?
0: Someone, or the the leader of the gang, stabbed her in the stomach. Yes.
1: that's what he was doing to make it more interesting at the very mm-hmm. beginning, was he was going to stab her in the stomach. Uh, it's been days since then. Shiki says that she has no wound. Shiki's able to tell these things, apparently. Mm-hmm uh when she saw her 2 days later. Uh
2: which, which I guess some extra on that is like we've seen the dress with the tear in it but we didn't see blood there. Mm. And I, we we haven't seen her bleeding we just see her holding it.
1: Yeah. Toko's theory is that Fujino healed quickly for whatever reason. But uh which may, could make sense. The the Asagami feel like a, a Tono kind of family. Mhm. Uh Akiha also heals very quickly. But the memory of the pain resurfaces whenever she thinks about the rape, and then she uh, is compelled to kill. And Togo is worried that trying to talk her down is just going to make Fujito kill Mikiya.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Shiki, uh, raising a, a plot thread that won't be uh resolved for a while, says, No, it's not the memory of pain. She's definitely really in pain. Uh and uh Toko seems a little confused by this Mikia speculates that Fujino may not be normally able to feel pain so which would be why which would explain why she's freaking out so much now that she's actually experienced pain
2: is that where we get the almost title drop too yes 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 Asagami Toko Fujinos. is like
1: rambling about like a, a a sense of pain that remains after the wound has closed or whatever mm-hmm. yeah
3: Hmm.
1: toko this is also a funny bit toko's like wow why would she be able to feel pain now was she like hit in the back with a baseball bat or something that would definitely do it
0: <laughs> yes that is exactly what happened why would that definitely do?
1: <laughs> i guess the spine is like a nerves like column of nerves you know mm-hmm. what i mean so it kind of makes sense but they don't really like it, it- for bringing that up they don't really expand on it yeah again probably nasu probably brings some more pseudoscience in uh in the light novel she also mentions like a a stress hormone that like that she could have theoretically been injected with Mm -hmm. Uh, she was drugged but i don't think with a very specific stress hormone Toko says that being hit in the spine that hard must have temporarily restarted her pain sense, and she's being driven mad by the uh, new experience. She goes on to say that while without a bit the ability to feel, which it's not clear, Toko here talks about it as if she can't feel anything, not just pain. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm not totally yeah. clear on which it is. It would make sense yeah, it if it like- was everything.
2: and i don't think this shows like go for it
0: uh a very buddhist like suffering is part of life so and so without Uh, suffering or pain in this case like you can't be alive yes but that that makes sense
1: uh so it is as if she did not have a body and as if she was not alive and so she is uh both in this position of being upset that she's hurt and also craving the feeling of being alive and craving pain Mm mm-hmm it seems like she's bouncing in and out of being sensitive and insensitive uh and shiki says that uh fujino has crossed the line and she's sickened that fujino may kill again <laughs> toku calls this uh misofamilia uh and says that you don't get along with your own kind huh uh-huh. it was very funny i i was like okay i think i know what misofamilia means but i have to google it and i googled it and it's the, Exact thing that I thought it was hatred of one's own kind. And also, the entire Google image results was pictures of Toko and, uh, Shiki from this movie. Uh It's very funny to me. Not a common word. No. Mikia says he's gonna look into Fujino. Uh, Toko says that, uh, he might be right. Fujino might just be the victim in this. This is, remember in Monogatari? You remember the stuff with, um, uh with Nadeko yeah. about her being a victim or not a victim uh-huh that's very very mm. much drawing from nasu stuff huh
4: uh-huh
1: mm-hmm. um Mikia is going to leave for a couple of days to look into Fujino's past Chiki seems to be upset that uh Mikia is spending all this time on another another serial killer girl <laughs> uh she tells him that only death can cure a fool
0: and uh, pouts which Yeah, he says something like, like, try taking it easy. Mm -hmm. And she says, yeah, I don't remember exactly what her response is, but she makes it sound like that comment was as much about herself as it was about Mm Mikia." The death can only cure a fool, or only death can cure a fool. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: (laughs) We cut to Mikia somewhere in the backwoods of Japan. Uh, He's uh, inspecting the ruins of the Asagami house. Uh, There's a bunch of people in the village looking at him with a mixture of fear and anger. And he like kind of awkwardly like smiles and bows in their direction. <laughs> Shiki is stalking around the city looking grumpy. And uh we see at night. It's always night when Fujino's around. It feels like.
0: Nocturnal creature.
1: Fujino's stalking around, clutching her stomach. She appears to wander into the road and we see a car. It's a great shot the camera just like zooms towards her as like the the headlights of a car like light her up you know Mm -hmm. what i mean and it it happens so fast but for like a second you don't see anything on her face but then like this like creepy smile crosses it for like a split second you can barely see Mm -hmm. and then there's the sound of the car crashing
2: it's like a haunted photo type of a smile like it's ghoulish
1: The next day, Toko is on the phone. Uh, I don't know how Toko gets cops to tell her everything, but cops love to tell Toko everything.
2: I'd tell Toko everything.
0: <laughs> she has good connections. Uh-huh.
2: Also, she's Toko.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> she's really hot. <laughs> Toko.
1: Toko's great in this one. Toko's great in every one, but I uh-huh. know Toko. uh Toko's like... Wait, you're still saying it was a it was like a fender bender even
0: though his head was twisted off and like put in his lap? Well, because he was dead before yeah. the Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. And there were no passengers. Yeah. So no one could get hurt in it. She says that it's a she like jokes that it's a sealed room mystery
1: that no detective could not even the greatest detective. A moving could sealed room mystery. <laughs> yeah. Yep. A moving sealed room mystery, yes. <laughs>
2: mm. Uh, She says that's uh, Detective Akimi. Is that the same detective that uh, Mikia knows? I don't don't remember his name. No, I don't believe so. Okay.
1: I thought that too, but I don't think so. Yeah, because I couldn't
2: remember his name at all.
1: (laughs) Nothing comes up, so I think it's just the only time he gets mad. Just a one-off name? Shiki says that this is, uh, oh, they they have confirmed that Keita didn't know this guy. Shiki is like, this is her first random killing. This is too far for Shiki, who has never randomly killed anyone. Well, this Shiki hasn't, as uh-huh. far as we know. As far as we know. Who knows how many people Shiki has killed, if any, aside from, uh, no, she hasn't even killed uh, the ghost yet, huh? Yeah. And again, that girl kills herself before she dies from Shiki.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yep.
1: Uh, let's see. Toko, uh, tells her to take care of this before Mikia comes back because he's going to complain. And then throws her some key cards because there's going to be a Resident Evil door puzzle later. Uh, you
0: don't ever see her use those key, key cards. The key cards are such a
1: funny detail. She's like, they, she's like, oh, yeah, somehow a Fujino must have gotten a hold of a similar card to this one. It's like, there must be something about figuring out where she is that got cut or something in this yeah. sort of so, it. Yeah,
2: and I think the key cards, like, have a thing on them in English that's, like, access to construction site or something like that. Uh-huh. Which and, is so
1: funny, because Chiki can yeah. just enter any door she wants. Uh, yep.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it makes sense. That, well, Fujino could, too, even though she probably wouldn't use her power to bust open doors. Uh, but, like... The idea of being like, oh, we have to break into this construction site without uh damaging it or leaving evidence is so funny, considering where this goes. Mm-hmm. Shiki leaves to go take care of business. Toko muses that Mikio was too late this time. She is also worried that uh, Shiki might not be able to just win this fight so easily. Yeah. Fujino seems really powerful. Mm-hmm. Fujino is uh, hiding in that construction site under the bridge. Uh, I looked up her voice actress at this point. Got, here's some uh, highlights. She's Lady Prospera from Witch from Mercury. Mm. She is mm. uh, a girl named Fuka from Persona 3. And she's Reed from Arknights.
0: Oh, shout outs to Reed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard that she is Dublin. Yes. This is a joke that will only make sense to true arguments <laughs> you and me yes <laughs> people would
1: read. I'm
2: just sitting here nodding along
1: mm-hmm. uh we cut to a flashback this is the most visual novel that uh the most Nasu visual novel that Kyokai has gotten stop me if you heard this before in a sepia toned like uh look back a girl who's having some kind of sports related incident falls in love with a boy
2: <laughs> i I didn't even see it as sepia. I saw it like golden hour lighting. Yes,
1: yes, yes. yes. But it's yeah. it's like it's uh, reminiscent of that kind of thing. Okay, like yeah, yeah. Yumizuka yeah. and um, everyone, exactly. Everyone I, who uh, saw Shiro doing long jumps,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> I put down awesome. like ah, the repeatedly jumping during the golden hour scene. Except yes. it's just Mikiya being nice.
1: It's always something related to sports too, because uh, yes. Yumi Yumizuka was locked into a like a sports shed. Mm -hmm. with
2: her tennis club or something like that Mm -hmm. or badminton one of them and then yeah uh, shiro doing the high jump and now mikia on sports day it looks like yeah
1: she hurt her ankle and told her friends that she was fine was gonna go get it looked at mikia was like told her that comes up to her and is like you shouldn't do that pain is something that you're allowed to complain about and picks her up and carries her to the to the nurse
0: uh, she immediately falls head over heels for him. Uh huh. She's uh-huh. blushing so much while he's carrying her. Well, fun. This is
1: because Fujino is craving the love of a mother, and unlike Shiro, who is a boy wife, Mikia is a boy mom. <laughs> this is my theory. How progressive! <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, yes. He. he the perfect mom. Uh-huh. The perfect mom. Uh, stocking the fridge full of water.
1: Water. Why Water. water Hugging.
2: You gotta make sure you have a nice, nutritious meal of water and maybe some strawberry ice cream. (laughs) Strawberries,
1: because you remind me of strawberries.
0: (laughs) That is a very mom thing.
1: I think you're just like a strawberry. Here, I got you some strawberry (laughs) ice
0: cream. It is very funny that in the first book, Shiki's just like, well, you left that ice cream in the freezer. It's Uh yours. And in the movie, uh, she eats one and then it's like, well, you have to come back for the other one. and also a little murder please just let me kill you a little bit
2: (laughs) is it okay if i kill your pinky toe you will not care about that right you you just do that let me kill it
1: highly targeted killing um so yes mikia carries fujino to the nurse as she develops an ill-advised and ultimately doomed crush on him and then uh back at the bridge fujino stumbles out into the rain and whispers senpai
2: It's long hair time.
0: Her hair down.
1: God.
2: Hair down in that outfit.
1: Yeah, she's got this like cute sweater on. She Uh looks great in her casual clothes. She never has her hair down, so she looks great in that too. Uh
2: Uh, The hair in her face looks even better with it down.
1: (laughs) She's like lighting up. The the shot we see is her like looking stunned in her casual clothes as Mikia comes
0: in. She's like, "Uh uh-oh, you're early. Mikia, also a great look rained on like like a little lost puppy that just kind of wandered in
2: (laughs) lost puppy happy that it brought you a dead bird and surprised that you're surprised
1: it's warm in here i'm drying out Mm -hmm. sponge mikia didn't have as much time uh to research as he thought he was going to because of an incoming typhoon uh fun fact learning japanese has made me unable to spell the english word version of typhoon Mm mm-hmm I, could, I, like, spent, like, three minutes trying to figure out what it was before I looked it up. <laughs> um, Great. Mikia confirms that Fujino is insensitive to pain, but uh, also is like she was no- totally normal once. Mm-hmm. He found some old doctor who told, her, told em everything, including about her power to twist objects with her minds With her mind. She was mistreated for it. Her father summoned a doctor to treat her, uh, and the doctor wasn't able to do anything for her, but the father recommended some medication that would uh help. The doctor wasn't clear on what it did, but it seems that she stopped reacting to pain after uh being drugged with it.
0: hmm I... Okay. Yes. I think it's Toko. One of the two of them says, but that's not... It was her father killing her will that is what actually caused her to become insensitive the drugs didn't do anything well the important thing is
1: uh, uh this bit is something that i'm sure is a little clearer in the the novel too but the important thing is that toko says that her ability to feel pain was artificially taken away from
0: her yes yeah yeah
1: it's not the... it is not her causing it
2: yeah it is yeah it I, I don't taken. know if it's the translation or if the source is that confusing because it if, like the first statement almost sounds like yeah no the medicine didn't do anything like it, it it's aberrant how she and then the next sentence is like yeah it was artificially induced like wait
1: i think you just said it medicine. wasn't that i think yeah. the doctor was like i don't know what it did i just gave her medicine her it, dad said. Is she still and, taking it no i think it just permanently it her
2: sounded nose. like it was a one-time thing mm-hmm. special which, treatment yeah. it's probably some magic medicine you know it's nasu shit it's like yeah which
1: root of a I, tree from south america that has a god living in it or something
2: yeah because like right after this they go into the oh uh shiki and uh fujino are actually more of opposites than the same and uh-huh. the way i was looking at that was more of it's their familial like their their magic yes. blood that they have the Ryogi family is all about, like, you know, you, you have to be the one that has inherited the power to become the head of the family, which is why Shiki was the next one instead of her older brother, I think is what they mm-hmm. show in the first movie. And then here you have, like, the way they said it made it sound like the family's name used to be Asakami, yes. and they switched to Asagami, mm-hmm. and they're take, they, the father knew where this medicine was, so they could suppress the abilities. They're trying to push that entire heritage away.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. this is what it seems like so yeah they are sim the 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 place that they ended up is similar but they got there through opposite means Mm uh (laughs) shiki shiki by having her powers awakened by her family and also uh fujino by having her power suppressed but it only made it worse Mm -hmm. when they finally came out then mikia realizes that shiki is not standing in the corner of this room and gets worried toko in a fancy red car (laughs) Drives Mikia very unsafely towards the site of the showdown as she explains that this wound is never going to heal. Uh, because there is no wound. There was no stabbing. Fujino was never stabbed. Mm-hmm. Toko really drags this out. So. Let's see. Let me read this because this bit also was a little hard to follow at first. Okay. Toko first presents the idea that the rapist was going to stab her with, and her, with her sense of pain re- returned, she, uh, was anticipating the pain and, uh, tore his arms off before he could actually do it. And now she believes that she is, has been stabbed. hmm. Um, Mikia says, well, if she could feel stuff, she should know that she has not actually been stabbed. Toko uh, says, ah, 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 but her stomach is hurting. <laughs> despite the fact that she has not been stabbed so she thinks that it was stabbed
2: Mm-hmm. yep
1: now we're gonna cut away from this for a second for some <laughs> sick fights <laughs> on the bridge in the typhoon fujino finds a grinning shiki waiting for her shiki's having a time of her life in this shiki's smiling so much yeah i love shiki's little smirk uh-huh she does it's incredible. Chiki says, "You are a beast that knows the taste of blood. You enjoy murder." And Fujino says, "No, that's you." Fujino says, "I know you are, but what am I?" Yes. Fujino insists that she's not having fun with this. Uh, and they both start up their mystic eyes and start fighting. Uh-huh. Chiki tries to get in close to Fujino. Um, uh doesn't see an opening and jumps off the bridge into the construction site below that's through a window. So-
2: just a blind jump over the wall of the bridge to a wh- ho- like a almost horizontal window. Yeah, uh-huh. which is like another like ten foot drop past that window. <laughs> Just completely uh, blind.
1: It's, you see the broken glass st- uh, helped her, broke her fall. <laughs> the
2: uh-huh. broken glass and the pile of cardboard. They make sure you see
1: <laughs> Fujino is like this is fucking stupid and chases after her anyway uh she is kind of despite her words she looks pretty excited and she says that she's confident that she's stronger than uh shiki is
4: Mm
1: -hmm. toko and miki are still on their way as we get the rest of that conversation uh somehow this is this is also funny fujino has untreated appendicitis and her doctor apparently knew that either this was happening or was going to happen
2: Uh untreated but actively monitored
1: yes so i wonder if it's a situation where they're like oh this appendix may need it's, to come out soon you know what i mean yeah and fujino just does not know what it feels like to have a burst appendix or have any internal problems mm-hmm. so it <laughs> happened sooner than they expected i'm I'm like doing a lot yeah. of work to make this yeah, come doing together
2: the f- yeah and like i guess she didn't hear or internalize what the symptoms are because i'm sure you get told them whatever mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> this is <laughs> a, a lot real. of hand waving there she was pretty like uh in a traumatic situation to be sure absolutely if if a guy swung a knife at my stomach and i felt a sharp pain uh that i had never felt before i might think that i was stabbed too
2: Mm -hmm. absolutely
0: this is a real like nasu wants a cool like twist to this well less a cool twist and more like okay i need her stomach to i need her to be in pain but I can't have her actually be stabbed because then she'd be bleeding all over the place and would have died by now. Mm-hmm. So, first appendix. A, I think
1: it's a it's a fun twist. It's also kind of funny. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. it, 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 is, it feels, feels a
2: little feels a little more intentional than like writing himself into a corner. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. It, or it's a little like contrived feeling, but I think in a fun way. That's it what is. I'm yeah, down it with. is.
0: Con- Trived and gets at like again i'm I'm just going to keep coming back to the end of heaven's feel where uh yeah where masu sometimes just wants to write an essay Mm, mm -hmm. and like has to come up with narrative reasons for him to be able to write the essay
1: right yeah like yeah okay yeah yeah feels contrived about it is that toko says yes somehow her doctor knew about this and told me yeah you know so that toko can have this moment of like bragging her way through it yes i wonder if that's in the light novel or in the novel i wonder if it's like i wonder if that's like a throwaway line they put in to make this make sense for the movie Uh uh-huh Characters. yeah
2: kind of like how they moved all of the dialogue from the first one to toko mm-hmm.
1: toko does get a lot of monologues
2: good for mm-hmm. her yeah honestly she can talk all she wants keep going
1: <laughs> so toko continues she says even if this guy had no knife and there was no knife in the room uh fujino should have and had to kill all those men uh she was morally in the right to do so however now that uh, Keita escaped, uh, things started to get complicated after that. If she killed all those people in that room and then walked away and didn't kill anyone else, no problem. Wouldn't even be on their radar. The, the Toko would turn on the news and be like, mm, good for her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mikio wonders if he if he could have prevented the killing of the uh, the driver of that car, if he could have changed things by meeting with uh, Fujino and Azaka before that happened. Mm-hmm. And, like, getting to the bottom of this, he feels bad for blowing off his sister. Now, Toko and Shiki both believe that it is uh too late to help Fujino, but for di- very different reasons.
0: Yes. Shiki, well, Toko, yeah, just to just to say it explicitly, Toko's like, she's gonna die real soon because of that burst yes. appendix. <laughs> yes,
1: yes, Toko's like, it's been too long since it started hurting, it's probably burst already, and, uh, like, it's just too late to help her with it. Yeah. Uh, the bacteria like, will kill her.
0: Yeah, too she late says something like very it, literal. She is going to die soon, so Like hours. Yeah, not like in the a, pain
2: that she's feeling. She shouldn't last more than half a day, and it's been yes, two or three. Yes.
1: Shiki, however, has a much more specific criteria. Shiki doesn't mind if people do murders. However, she can't stand for a massacre, which is more than five
2: people. That <laughs> is, it was such because uh, it's only murder up to the fifth victim. Mm-hmm. After that, it's a massacre. It's just like. Uh, I, which i'm guessing is just like you have rational uh, up to i I wonder if the five came with uh there were like five people around or some Uh, number but i i almost think there were more of that more than that in the pool hall
1: i think that the 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 real thing here is that aside from how funny that like maybe that's the legal definition of a massacre (laughs) uh the thing is that shiki thinks that killing and death is is something that should be treated as precious and uh uh fujino has moved into wanton slaughter which mm-hmm. uh think yep. Sh- shiki thinks that she no longer has the moral grounding to be doing this and thus is has turned into a like the kind of person who just kills anyone she wants and anyone she sees mm-hmm. which shiki does not believe that she is She, she death is, murder is more special to her than that so she is <laughs> not morally in the wrong shiki's over yep. here going
0: i have to save her each and every murder you can't just yeah. <laughs> Take all
1: of them yeah as choco calls it mindless self-indulgence uh-huh <laughs> back to the fight to uh fujino is not skilled at fighting and is tearing the room apart with her cool eyes uh shiki is not impressed by this uh, is just kind of staying out of the way uh it is- looks very cool though Mm -hmm. just like the camera circling around fujino is like the whole room is torn to pieces by this like haze yeah um shiki does a move that we've we've kind of seen before in tsukihime she leaps out of the darkness at fujino because fujino needs to be looking at the thing to do this right and holds out her hand her left hand gets torn to pieces and then she swings with her right hand has the knife to behead Fujino mm-hmm. Fujino being a coward and a baby ducks down and like screams uh making uh Shiki miss. This was Chiki's best plan, so she makes a run for it after that <laughs> uh, we get a look at her arm as Chiki starts tearing her jacket apart to to like tourniquet it. Oh, it look looks good. bad it looks loose yeah you <laughs> can't really see the arm itself but the way uh. it moves inside of the sleeve is very like oh that's a that's like a bag of material not uh-huh. an arm <laughs> very gross
2: a we... bag of meat
1: yes back to uh toko and mikia toko is continuing to talk about shiki she says that Mi- shiki is murder felix which is another incredible <laughs> word Toko is like the epit. I think in this stuff is like the epitome of Nasu's like, uh, uh medicalization of these things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The like, oh, here is the condition that explains your weird, fucked up magic. You know what I mean? And your your serial killer disease that you have is because of these medical terms. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. kind of don't make sense, but it just give a specific kind of vibe. You know,
2: diagnose exactly how you're fucked up.
1: Uh huh. let's see um right all right, right we get the rest of toko talking about shiki thinking it's too late uh and the appendix thing Miki is like we have to at least try to save her and toko's like the only person in the world who would support uh fujino is her father and her father's the one that ordered the hit so
0: yeah i think she says those in the opposite order which is like okay the person who told us to do this wants her dead mm-hmm. um and like yeah she's lost even the last person who could possibly care about save
1: her um right yeah uh yeah he the father her father like immediately knew when the news came on was like yeah these guys got fucking twisted in the back alley he's like uh she's gone serial killer i'm gonna call toko Uh uh-huh back to the fight fujino is limping after the blood trail that shiki left um However, she is confronted by Shiki who says that she has seen Fujino's power enough that she can counteract it now. This is another bit that we've seen in uh the Kohaku route. This, uh, the way that Shiki deals with Akiha's cool hair powers mm-hmm. is basically the same as here. Shiki has uh, adapted to being able to see the formless shape of uh, Fujino's power and thus kill it because she can kill anything she can see because she has mystic eyes of death perception. First time we hear the name of her power. Yes, we. It was clear what
0: they were. It's pretty clear, but
2: (laughs) I think they described everything around it, but they never said the words. Yeah,
0: which is like, yeah, just a different order of things. There's a different world where we watch this first, and Uh are like,
2: oh, Mr. Guys of Death. This name drop is sick, and yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: well yeah the bit is like we've seen her like kill a bunch of things you shouldn't be able to kill Mm -hmm. so here she's like yeah i could kill anything even god as long as i can get a like good look at him
0: she says (laughs) something about like even a god as long as it's alive yes which is fun the idea that there are things out there which aren't alive yes and therefore she cannot kill could she could she kill type venus in uh
1: the the note story I hmm.
0: Wait, can she? We haven't seen so, her cut through inanimate objects, have we?
2: Correct. Uh, Tonoshiki's Mystic Eyes are technically a little stronger in that sense. Yeah.
0: Fascinating. Because Ben, you did say she could cut through a door, and then I was like, well, she did just say if it lives. That's yes. interesting.
2: That was one of the like interesting sticking points in Tsukihime is when uh, he's on the... Is it near Nearside, near side, he's exposed to all of it and using his eyes more and gets to the point where he can see the lines on inanimate things. That's but here, I he think could we... He at the
1: very beginning, too. He could cut the bed when he was, like, fresh out of his coma. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, you're right, you're right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But, yeah. This is interesting because it, it makes sense. This ra- Hmm. Are ghosts alive?
2: <laughs> yeah. So... Ghosts are kind of what they say Although both in Tsukihime also- and... what what, uh shiki kind of says here also is just like you need to be able to understand the concept that you're trying to understand the death of Mm -hmm, i see and like that's why it hurts uh shiki fucking tono's brain so much is because you aren't supposed to be able to associate with inanimate things that much Mm -hmm. and like here ryogi mentions that like yes you threw out your ability too much now i see it and i can understand it and so I can see it's death. I
1: see. I see. That's interesting. Because uh, yeah, the the bit with Shiki is that he can see ina- like lines on inanimate objects right away. But uh, it's the death points mm-hmm. that he yep. can't see until later, yeah. which is like a more full uh, death of a full thing rather than a place that can be cut.
0: Yeah. Um, it's also, again, this is an interesting one where like, oh, in the first K&K novel, she doesn't kill the ghosts. She mm. only kills the woman. She does say that she can kill time. Is time alive?
2: I yes. <laughs> I guess if she has a concept, she can relate to it.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
2: Because uh, I yeah, I don't know. <laughs>
1: yeah, I love this shit. It's great. Mm-hmm. Fujino panics and starts shooting uh, beams at Shiki, who just cuts them apart. They're, uh, very they're not
0: even like ceremoniously beams, so much as like. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, she's not shooting anything, like a haze appears around it, the object she's yeah. trying to kill because it yeah. appears fa- as
0: fast as she can focus on it, much like a kihaz. Yep. It it's even, literally just a well,
2: field around the point she is focusing on.
0: Yeah, the yeah the fights that we've seen, it's not even like she looks at an object and tries to twist that. She mm-hmm. looks at a point in the world mm-hmm. and places yep. one of her like twisty things there. Yes. Yeah, the
2: f- Although first she half does, of the... F-
1: she does target an object in about a minute <laughs> in a very big
2: way. Well, the first, like, the first half of the fight, uh, and the, that's kind of what I was getting at with the eyes and the tracking, or the eyes and if, where they're focusing, is, like, it full-on looks like uh, now if you get an eye tracker set and watch a streamer play with those on at all, mm-hmm. you literally have that same kind of an effect on Shiki's arm that's holding the knife before Shiki jumps off of the yeah. bridge.
1: Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's fun. I love. I love Nasu's weird thing about like eye contact based combat. Uh huh.
3: Mhm.
1: Mystic eyes are are sick. Is the thing. Yes, they're yep. very cool. We never get the name of Fujino's eyes here. I wonder if we will later. If that was like in the novel only.
0: Sure, seems like she's going to be a character going forward, Ben. Well, cut that. <laughs> cut that. We can't say that yet.
1: <laughs> we haven't gotten there. Spoiling. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I can't believe you. I so, thought she was fucking dead at the end of this. In, <laughs> in Fate Grand Order, she's a fucking ghost, so I figured she'd probably Wait. died here.
0: Oh, you meant like at this point in the story. not at the at the end of the movie, you knew that no, she wasn't okay. dead, Ben, I right? I mean at this okay. point in the story. Okay. I am
1: I have uh, some level of media literacy. I'm aware <laughs> that Fuji is alive, even though I didn't see her <laughs> walking around. <laughs> I mean, Shiki did say she's alive. Mm. Yep. I have, I have object permanence. <laughs> I okay, don't. So, I'm so jealous. I do <laughs> The movie went to credits, and I guess it means everyone's dead. Uh, I stopped looking at them.
2: Yeah. so ryogi solves uh fujino looking at her the same way a grappler does in a fighting game of just block all the projectiles yes. walk forward and throw her to the ground yes
1: the throw is very good uh, it's a very, i do like,
0: slow messy like throw real quick it is very funny that her power is christmas themed yes
1: oh, yeah. the the phrase is very cool do you want to read what uh, <laughs> she describes it
0: yeah she describes it as your power is a spiral helix in green and red. it sounds cool, yeah,
1: green and red unfortunately associated with christmas for for us pretty heavily uh-huh, but uh still cool,
2: but yeah but the effect in- mm-hmm. the effect in there gets more defined after she says that too. You start seeing more green and reds in the distortion mm-hmm. on screen, and then when she cuts it, you see kind of like a frayed helix
1: cheeky has thrown her to the ground. She asks if Shiki's going to kill her and why. Shiki says that uh, she's lying, that Fujino is lying when she says that she's only doing this for revenge and not having fun. Otherwise, she wouldn't be smiling so much. And Fujino's hand goes to her face and we see this like rictus grin on her Uh huh. while she's like, that's not true. <laughs> it's great. Shiki says that Fujino will never be satisfied and never stop killing because she loves to kill more than anything. Just like Shiki. Fujino does not accept her death peacefully and screams one more loud twist. And this is great. We get a zoom out to the bridge.
0: There's a light piano music. What happens? Well, we get like several zoom outs. Uh-huh. It's like first, okay, outside of the thing. And then like one section of the bridge. And then two sections of the bridge. And then all
1: of the just, The little like airy piano is so fun. Uh, and then it just, yeah, the lights all go out. And then it starts uh collapsing yeah there's like arcing energy across the whole bridge and it just starts to like fall apart Uh uh-huh the ground collapses under shiki and fujino uh as like even the part of the bridge that they're on
0: i read okay i don't think the ground collapses it heaves up this is true too yeah yeah but Um, she does it does like go like this and no so that's like that's like shiki gets shoved up Hmm. yes
2: they get separated as the ground lifts yeah. up or at least okay. the portion directly below them lifts up it, it is the bridge twisting
1: yes <laughs> yes. yes uh it does uh, what i mean is that fujino rolls down off of this into a hole
2: yes <laughs> yeah fujino falls and then shiki does cool anime things hopping amongst the debris
0: uh huh she loves to be cool at anime shiki is very cool is the
1: thing we don't see like the too much more of the bridge collapsing Uh, uh, but then we cut to Fujino lying on the ground somewhere inside this, like, debris. She's bleeding. The only light is fire and, like, electrical arcing from exposed wiring. She forces herself to her feet and stumbles for an escape before collapsing again and puking up a lot of blood. She says she does not want to die yet and, uh, thinks a lot about Mikia. Mm -hmm.
4: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: She then collapses into a pool of her own blood, uh, mumbling that she's in pain and asking if it's okay to cry. She is found by Shiki. Uh, There's like this bit where um, she sees Mikia saying the line about if you're in pain, you should say something. But it fades in because Shiki is saying the exact same thing in the exact same way. Mm -hmm. Shiki spends too much time with Mikia. (laughs) She says that, uh, so yes, she says that Fujino should have told people that she was in pain and maybe it wouldn't have gotten this far. Mm -hmm. Fujino smiles, cries. She's a real, like, mess right now. poor girl. Her hair is all fucked up. She's bleeding. Yeah. Crying. Blood running down from her mouth. Uh, Laying
2: in a massive pool of her own blood. Yeah. Uh,
1: She she gives one last smile and Shiki crouches down and swings her knife at Fujino's belly before uh, it cuts to black
0: we hear it hit mm-hmm. if i had not already read Skihime and knew that uh uh you can use mystic eyes of death perception to kill illness uh this may have been a little more surprising but uh-huh. i was like oh of course yes yeah for yeah.
1: for a minute i was like oh shit is this is this is early enough and uh not a sh- yumizuka dies you know uh-huh. what i mean i, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. yeah. She's oh she's fucking dead. Again, uh there is a Fujino servant in Grand Order as like a side character. Number 1, her noble phantasm is this bridge exploding, which is extremely funny. And number 2, she is heavily associated with ghosts,
0: so I assume she was dead <laughs> at the end of this. Maybe she still will die. Mhm. Shiki does say something either b- before this or right after about already having killed her once. Uh-huh. So maybe she just means that she won and got her, I guess, but
1: she might as well have killed her.
2: I guess more conceptually, she killed the thing that was making her a killer.
1: Mm -hmm. Nasty little appendix.
2: You know, the murder organ.
1: Toko and Mikia pull over at the sight of distant smoke uh, and uh, Mikia gets out of the car and sees Shiki stumbling towards them. He smiles and runs over to her. She smiles back. It's very cute. Mika is just a good boy. Uh huh. Uh huh.
2: He doesn't comment on her arm at all. He's just happy to see her. Yeah,
1: he looks so, she looks so happy to see him. And he's like, oh, can I help you? And she's like waving him off. She's like, fuck off. It's very funny. <laughs> Shishiki, tsundere icon. She's all tsun, no
0: dare. I was yep. going to say, I don't think she's tsundere if she has no dare. She's, she's a little bit sun, dare. Sun. She's Tsun <laughs> Tsun, 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 tsun
1: <laughs> data. A lot of Tsun's too, a little bit of data, I guess. Toko walks up and is like, "Wow, you only lost one arm. I'm I'm proud of you." Cheeky says that uh tells Toko that Fujino blew up the bridge with ESP or clairvoyance? <laughs> yeah, clairvoyance. This is all conflated. Yeah.
2: Which so... it's
1: mystic I- eyes. So, it's different than like telepathy yeah so
2: my read on it is they, they weren't meaning like esp as in telepathy they meant it literally like extrasensory perception yeah. like she gained the ability to see beyond her normal senses yeah which then she could focus her eyes on something other than her, what she normally could i guess because yeah because cause that's why like Inside the room, you see her breaking up the just the room as she's looking at it. Mm-hmm. But then you have the repeated zoom out of the bridge of having more and more sections break. As mm, I... off of this, her ESP or clairvoyance is giving her a different view that she could use to focus on.
1: Some sort of overlooking view, you might say. Yeah. Some, <laughs> some... <laughs> um, my my okay, first that... read of this was that... uh. Yeah when i was not when i thought that uh when i thought that fujino was dead i was like is shiki kind of like lying about what happened to make it sound like fujino got away so that mikia isn't mad at her mm. <laughs> i thought that for a minute but Fu- she's not a liar shiki's not a liar she- she's pretty up for yeah shiki
2: would that. just sort of like yeah i fucking killed her yeah
1: yeah so yes, Toko finds this all very troubling and says that Fujino will, will be unstoppable and she says the axis of rotation would appear even in the shadows. The yeah, f- Toko. So, curling the... my hair at the bar. Sure, Toko. <laughs> <laughs> so uh-huh, that was so part of
2: what made it made the previous part make sense to me, it was uh-huh. because she no longer no longer needs to actually see. Yeah. So even in pure darkness she could use her abilities. Seems yeah. really bad. Yeah. yeah. Like they said, she'd be unstoppable.
0: Wait, it's, is Shiki the one who says if left alone, she'll be unstoppable? It should I'm be trouble. F- trouble, I think she, okay. trouble Shiki, okay.
1: Shiki does not think she will be unstoppable. Uh, yeah, Shiki said there will be a problem, yeah. Yeah, there
2: we go. And it's Toko, that's like ESP, clairvoyance, with her abilities, she'd be uh, invincible mm-hmm. or something like that.
1: And then, then Toko's like, wait, she will be. And Shigi's like, yeah, her insensitivity returned uh, before I could kill her, which made her not fun to kill. It was a huge turnoff. Uh, She was unable to kill Fujino because it wasn't sexy enough and also felt weird about just leaving her to die. So Shigi killed appendicitis instead. Uh Very funny. (laughs) It is very funny, as it turns out. Because, again, it's not like she killed... Uh, malfunctioning or she it had already burst so she killed mm-hmm. the yep. concept of the the like whatever comes after appendicitis
0: yes
2: the the like toxifications of the yeah
1: this the is yes this is shiki killing vampire blood inside of himself uh-huh
2: yes
0: um yeah the, i don't okay real quick then yes if vampires exist i don't think that it's that wild to say oh yeah and this guy has eyes that let him kill anything and therefore he can kill the vampire blood inside of himself i get we're already
1: in a magical world where vampires exist yes 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 this is this is technically true but also it's still really (laughs) wild of a thing to say that can happen especially when especially you're like, yes i have eyes that let me kill things including distributed poison throughout my body by stabbing myself in the arm or whatever
2: and mystic eyes of depth per- fucking goddamn it mystic eyes of death perception every time um is something nasu created rather than vampire vampirism that's pulling through centuries of lore
1: yes okay again nasu is like remixed to the vampires in an interesting way but yes it is much weir- if you say yes this is a vampire people are like oh yeah i know what that is and then you say i can stab myself in the stomach with a <laughs> knife without hurting myself in any way and kill the common cold that's weird. <laughs> that's a bunch of wild. I, <laughs> I guess it's just like magic exists. We just yeah, this is what Fan, I'm, uh, fan. I'm we not sitting just saying, saw a yes, girl yes, blow yes. up a bridge with her mind. Here's the thing. that's yes. also wild, but it also is less weird. <laughs> I don't
2: think. Just, it's less no, no, no. weird. It is less weird in the sense of we have like a literary history, a, a cultural knowledge of concept similar to these things oh, okay. the Id- the concept of stabbing a knife in yourself to do no harm except for the thing that you're trying to kill actually uh, my there was one sci-fi book my okay, okay. dad told me about let but me say
1: this. <laughs> let me say this i don't think it doesn't make sense i think that it as a reader it's like whoa i wasn't expecting that more than yes. this girl who drinks blood is a vampire. That's pretty normal. Or this girl who can make things explode makes a bridge explode. It's just the power to make things explode. That's pretty normal. Well, again, I think the, the going... thing that makes the appendix thing weird is it's not that she killed one pinky. It's that she killed yeah. a cloud of bacteria that spread throughout her body. That's the part that I'm like, this is very, very like funny. By
2: stabbing the knife once.
1: She should have to do a tattoo move. Just... <laughs> Yeah, machine. we just didn't see all the other staffs anyway, again i don't think it doesn't make sense i think it makes perfect yeah. sense it's just funny okay
2: it it's unique it's interesting yes
1: yes this is the stuff this is why i like nasu is because yes. he comes up with really creative uh like uh solutions to impossible problems yeah so i'm not
0: saying not, it's not creative but like yeah we live not in a world where, it at all. Where, or we we do <laughs> not <laughs> this world oh shit um we are in a world where a girl can blow up a bridge with her mind. But that's normal. Like... Oh my god! <laughs> I just... You know how many people in
1: fiction can blow up bridges in their mind? How many can kill appendicitis? <laughs> this is all I'm I saying. I mean, like, then. most doctors, presumably. Not with a with knife. With a fucking fruit with knife? <laughs> without blow, opening without opening the person's body. <laughs> oh, fan, this is such oof. a... Fuck! Weird hill to die on. Are you didn't sure you want to do this here?
2: Especially because we
1: don't
0: I, disagree. I feel like I didn't talk enough this episode. don't no, 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 You're act, acting up. Just <laughs> say something about the wild supposition that somehow blowing up a bridge with your mind is more normal. It's than so understandable. <laughs> not even a lot understandable. (laughs) I think that it is perfectly understandable that Shiki (laughs) (laughs) You're
1: laughing laughing so hard, sobbing.
2: It's perfectly understandable after
0: powers are perfectly understandable, (laughs) but like it's still wild that a girl blows up a bridge with her mind.
2: It is.
1: It is Ben, but it's like
2: it's not as wild, but it is wild.
1: scale wise it's wilder right it's like a bigger thing but in terms of strangeness of thing that is happening it is less strange
2: it's wild ridden throwing sapphires full of magic to blow up fucking hercules you know Uh
0: okay Uh, yeah okay we can move on
1: (laughs) do you you want to die more on this hill (laughs) do you you, you want to do a battle of cam situation where you're pulling yourself up the the spear
0: to kill me it's fine (laughs) uh mikia and Shiki have an an impromptu date as they wait for the authorities to come oh right right sorry shiki asks for an arm first oh right and
1: uh she throws fujino's uh, the cell phone fujino stole to mikia so he can call an ambulance oh yeah he goes to call an ambulance uh and shiki's like give me an arm yeah and togo's like sure i'll pay that'll be your payment for this time shiki says she killed her arm because it was getting in her way i wonder if it could have been saved if she hadn't done that
2: (laughs) i don't did you see you you just talked about that arm
0: (laughs) i don't think so
2: it is a bag of meat
1: It would be non-functional. I said this thing. I bet you they could have saved the arm, but I don't think it would have worked. Yeah, Uh, no. Yeah. So it makes sense for her to do it. I was just
2: curious. (laughs) I'm certain that if she went to like a hospital or somewhere, their first suggestion would be like, we should probably cut it off. Uh
0: Uh-huh. I do like that Toko's response is, yeah, your body is way too normal for those eyes (laughs) you have. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. She's like, I'll make you an arm that can touch
1: ghosts. Uh Uh-huh. Which explains her uh, force projection ghost throat grab ability in the first movie. Although, again, that was also a different
2: arm. Mm-hmm. Well, the second improved arm.
1: Yes. The The problem Toko with the the first arm Toko made is that it could only grab ghosts right in front of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh. Uh, Toko is like, we should get out of here before the cops show up because it's going to get complicated. Mikia says that he wants to stay so he can talk to the ambulance shiki also refuses to leave and toko makes that like oh uh, noise when you're toko sure tells them to
2: use tells them to use protection
1: yes yeah. Toko is like the cool aunt who like is like i'm going to dinner you too don't make a mess you know what i mean
2: except about murder
1: <laughs> yes yes the joke she, she, the thing she says is shiki i know you're sexually frustrated from not being able to kill fujino don't take it out on Miki. Yeah?
2: uh-huh Coco's amazing.
1: Shiki does not respond, and there's a long, ominous shot of her looking off to the side, which is also very funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, Shiki thinking to herself, well, a little killing is fine, right? As I'll a just, treat. I'll just kill a little bit of him.
1: Now, uh, Shiki and Mikia are standing out of the rain under like an awning, watching the uh, like uh, emergency response teams get to work. Mikia asks if Shiki will be able to forgive Fujino. Uh, Shiki says that she's not interested in someone she's already killed, so it doesn't really matter to her. We get footage of Fujino being rushed away on a gurney with an oxygen mask on, in case you were worried that she was dead. No, she's fine.
2: Oh, uh, in the transition there, someone in there is wearing Saber's raincoat.
1: There's another Saber raincoat? Hell yeah.
2: Yeah, just randomly in the pan as they're establishing shots. There's a saber raincoat somewhere in there.
1: (laughs) Hell yeah, hell yeah. I love that raincoat. There was something I was reading
0: (laughs) that had a saber saber raincoat raincoat in it. Ooh. I was like, oh, oh, Beauty and the Beast Girl. The cloak that they make her wear. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That does look
2: like a saber raincoat.
0: We didn't talk about it, but it is very cute that a child walks up to her at one point and, like, grabs her yes. tail and is very excited.
1: It
2: is. It's very friendly, e- even when Heath tries to scare her away. She's like, no, we're just friends.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. When she tries to, like, threaten her, and the little girl, who is mute, but apparently not deaf, uh, doesn't seem bothered by it. Uh huh. <laughs> she understands other things people say, so I guess she just is. Yeah, she isn't
2: only lost her voice.
1: Um right so shiki fires back at mikia saying i thought you didn't condone any murder <laughs> he says that he doesn't but he sympathizes with fujino and says that he really doesn't care about all of those rapists i think die. what he specifically says is that he doesn't care how they died huh. not that they did uh-huh. but just how yeah, yeah he's not going to get too hung up on this one yeah but he does say that fujino being a normal girl underneath all of this like complicated shit uh will feel bad for this mm-hmm. you know what i mean and like this is this is a very nasu thing of even if you can't materially make up for the thing you know what i mean like you don't have to pay a debt to society to in some way atone for for your sins mm-hmm. sometimes mm. you cannot pay a debt like what what is Fujin yep. gonna do go to jail for killing her rapists you know what i mean that's not meaningful or useful but she still took lives so Mikia's like, she that's gonna live with her, and she's going that's gonna guide her choices going forward. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Shiki then says, Well, I'm not a good girl with common sense, and I don't really care about uh carrying the weight of my sins, and Mikia like kinda gives a tired chuckle and is like, Well, I'll carry your sins for you then.
2: Uh huh. <laughs> Shiki really so... out here saying she's not like other girls. Yes.
1: Shiki gets mad at this uh very romantic line. <laughs> hmm Uh and interestingly shiki says that shiki never dealt well with mikia saying things like that yeah making jokes with a straight face mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh which shiki is dead seems up in the air but it seems like one of the shikis is dead it seems like it's uppercase shiki. i think it might be both of them <laughs> <laughs> this might be a third un uh, unrelated shiki because it's the yes, thing so- yes
0: it it very much feels like like she talks like uppercase shiki yes but has more of the personality traits of lowercase shiki
1: and uses uh lowercase shiki's name spelling yeah um and we've seen in another thing uh the the flashback to movie 2 was a time when uppercase shiki existed within shiki but yeah. she doesn't really act like lowercase shiki uh-huh yeah and is more boyish like uppercase shiki yeah so yes third unrelated Shiki.
0: <laughs> relate all three of the shikis are related ben
2: <laughs> it's not like other shiki tono over here
0: uh-huh or fake shiki tono who was just some guy <laughs> <laughs> where was, I, where was I? mikia says he's at least strong enough to carry one girl yes um and then shiki says well okay i do have one sin that i've been carrying around and it's really, really, really wanting to kill you. Uh, just a little bit, she says. It's a tiny bit of murderous intent
1: that she's gotten back. And it's made her very happy. And she gives him a very cute smile. Uh-huh. He kind of gives an awkward smile in return. Because despite definitely being in love with her, he's still not jazzed about being stabbed in the, in the back when she's around.
2: Coward. <laughs> he, he doesn't want to be pinned down with a knife to his throat again. Uh-huh. Like a fool.
0: Um... Yeah, and he says, or his, like, internal monologue tells us that this was the first truly happy smile that she showed him since she woke up. Uh-huh.
1: That's cute. This was July of 1998. Um, uh, I will say, girls threatening you with a knife is hot and everything, but if they actually kill you, you're done. It's not fun anymore. Okay. I,
0: I agreed yes. with you in Skahime. Uh-huh. If Shiki gave me that little smirk as she killed me, oh. yeah, uh, well, I'm done worth for. It. <laughs> Ben's, worth Ben's, it. Ben's uh, got Shiki fever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. A little.
1: She does look good in her, like, ratty <laughs> and greasy hair. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: We get the credits. We get a Califina song over the credits. That's sick. Um... Uh, and then we get the next time on, uh, which we won't talk about here too much. But there are some great uh, shots in that. It uh, is set two years after the night that uh, Mikio was attacked by Shiki in June of
0: 1998. So last month. So between yes, I, so it is between this movie and when Shiki woke up. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. I do want to point out from the next time on that other Shiki. That phrase specifically is canon from the translation. <laughs> wait what'd you say the phrase other shiki is canon oh okay because in the preview it's like uh, uh did your other shiki really die in vain
3: uh-huh Uh
1: huh. great so, sh- favorite shot of this is uh shiki like uh, touching her like bloodied throat and then like delicately licking blood off her fingertips there are also
0: a yes. lot of shots with her of her with bandages over her eyes yeah, uh-huh. that were sick like those falling off uh-huh it's a fun preview i'm looking forward to to it movie four remaining sense of pain was fantastic
1: yeah i like fujino yeah i was worried people were like oh she's proto sakura and i didn't like actual sakura so i was not i was worried that i was gonna not like fujino but fujino does a lot of similar things as with sakura stuff right but she does it faster and with less of the stuff that i don't like about sakura like her being uh the world's perfect uh highly fuckable housewife
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm (laughs) yeah no through all of this she's pretty much pretty much all the actual screen time she's an actual active agent through Mm -hmm. the whole thing too
1: and she's also just kind of an unpleasant weirdo which i like i find Mm -hmm. a lot more endearing than uh wow isn't my girlfriend so fucking hot and horny all the time wow Mm -hmm. we're gonna spend pages and pages and pages and pages talking about how hot she is and all the shampoo we use when we have sex
0: i do wish (laughs) yeah (laughs) It took me a second to parse that last little bit of Uh what you said. Um... Bye, Lube! (laughs) God. (laughs) Yes, Sven? I was going to say something.
2: And it's been obliterated?
0: Oh. I do wish that this was shaping up to like a little bit less shaping up to be a Mikia harem. We have heard that um, but...
1: Fujino th- the, the 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 scene of Fujino thinking about how hot Mikia is while she's dying was was like simplified from what it is in the book to yeah. be more about her being in love with Mikia. Yeah. Uh it is interesting that it is interesting how much of a visual novel this is without being a visual novel, in that uh this boy is like a central point for a bunch of girls who could be
0: visual novel girls. And he's just a normal boy. A normal and boy. All of them are like weird monsters in some way. It is nice that because I guess his it's not a visual novel.
1: His sister's has weird stuff going on too. He, um, yeah she
2: Yeah. won her obsession with him, but also uh her being with toko at the end of the first movie yeah gives implication that she has something going on yeah yeah.
1: i i i I know i've seen the the thing Um, okay but importantly a thing that i do like about mikia is that he does not have to have a secret power is he's because he's not the protagonist he doesn't have to have a cool fight scene later so he just gets to be a normal guy
2: Mm -hmm. he used to be the super detective
1: yeah 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 he's like he like has connections and he's good at talking to people and people open up to him and that's all he's got mm-hmm. he doesn't yep. also have the power to fly or something like that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. doesn't have avalon inside of him yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah fujino fun character weird girl yep. hope she's doing okay probably gonna be c- coming up later
2: one of my two favorites of the movie series yeah.
1: so Glad I pulled her in Grand Order. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, if I cared about Grand Order, I would be jealous. Uh-huh. Me not being able to get Shiki and coming in too late was part of why I dropped off.
1: Uh, Fujino was one of the hardest, uh, like, Gotcha characters to get until very recently because she had a single banner in, like, four years or something like that. Oh, God. Uh-huh, uh-huh. She only recently came back up in JP a couple times.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: She's not great but it is very funny to watch her blow up a bridge yes
2: mm-hmm. okay yeah. one of the things that stuck in my head after watching this is like most of the movie everybody says her full name and is very enunciating mm-hmm. so just the way they all say it just sticks in my head of just asagami Fujino, mm-hmm.
1: uh-huh. like,
2: always <laughs>
1: Do we have any other thoughts about uh, Kadena no Kiyoka? I'm having a great time with Kadena no Yeah, I heard yeah. people it's... in our watch party say that some of the later movies are a lot a little shakier, uh, but it's been great so far. So hopefully, I just keep having a good time.
3: Yeah,
2: I'm. Yeah, I, I don't think you'll have a bad time at all. It's just you know the ups and downs of a series. Yeah, yeah.
0: I can't remember. Did I say this in the watch it's party? Been like three not... bangers yeah. for me. No. Is the thing. <laughs> um Hell yeah. Not having not not planning to and not having read the novel version of this i think helped me enjoy this yeah but uh, yeah. you
1: weren't like wow this was so much better in the it book.
0: still does just whet my appetite for like oh i want to get at those books yeah uh-huh i will get back so, to those books at some point
2: something i said in the watch party i think before either of you showed up mm-hmm. was like I, I sat down and read the translation that the, the, the quote-unquote good translation that exists for the first <laughs> book um and when I was reading it, i I've seen the movies two, maybe three times. And so just reading that first book, I'm like, shit, they just like tell you everything up front in the books, don't they? Yeah. No, I, I figured all of this out, but like it's it's meted out across the series. hmm So mm-hmm. like the information's still there, but it is very much an adaptation.
1: Yeah. Characters are very talky and monologue in the in the books. Mm-hmm. Anasu yeah. special.
2: yeah man you got to get some sort of action somewhere and ufo table likes their action ufo table i will still always say ufo table
1: (laughs) i don't it's very very funny though that's the way they pronounce it
2: i think i saw something that it's because they call a type of table that is shaped like a ufo a a ufo table that then then got transliterated to ufo table
1: so funny okay we got anything else no Alright. It was a good one.
0: We're part yeah. of the Abnormal Mapping Network. Uh, Go back Abnormal Mapping on Patreon. Mm. It's been a while since Ben and I have touched Gundam because we have four episodes of Zeta left and every time I'm Double like... Double Zeta. Double Zeta. God damn it. Uh, and every <laughs> time I'm like, hey Ben, are we going to finish Double Zeta tonight? And Ben is like, hell no. <laughs> and i'm like no. <laughs> yeah i don't you, want to either okay. you turn to me and you're like oh
1: ben do you want to <laughs> watch the last couple episodes oh no there's four left and i'm like there's four left no i don't really want to watch double <laughs> zeta tonight can we watch something good um
0: hitamari sketch is great hitamari sketch is great uh but great gundam project is a fun listen yes great gundam project I and have, only
2: one dollar a month
0: yeah it's true uh so is so are the rest of the podcasts
2: that those people
0: put out those people <laughs> those people em and jackson <laughs> i'll know Voip life is ten dollars a month
1: yeah Void life is a joy i've not i, I don't listen i have not listened to Void life but i hear people talk about it a lot so i'm always like damn i'm running low on podcasts lately i should get yeah. into
0: that
2: if you enjoy them talking it is just them talking and hanging out
3: yeah mm-hmm
0: um what else do we say oh go back scanline on patreon as well because yes. i was on a novel not new episode that is quite good i think mm-hmm. uh because mahoyo is incredible and i can't wait to get just there a- one day
2: Absol- absolutely incredible and i won't say more so ben doesn't ban me
1: yes. yes i will ban you from the server and i will edit you out of this podcast
0: <laughs> unfortunately ben just the long silences for just going on not at length but saying once more Mahoyo is real good. Oh. If you're searching for a way into Type Moon, uh just play Mahoyo at this Just play Mahoyo yes. at this point like Seriously. It's it's an incredible on point. Uh it is very much a prologue but also there's enough there that it's I didn't reach the end and was like that was an unsatisfying. Uh-huh.
2: Nah, it is very self-contained in that sense but it is also it hints at more. Yeah. Enough.
0: And also a lot of the uh, the
1: sense that I've gotten is that a lot of the char- specific characters and, like, types of things that happen, if you like those, there's other type moon stuff that does that kind of thing, yep. too. And you have other uh, other places to jump to after that. So, yeah.
2: It is Uh-oh. an amazing onboard point at this point.
1: Also, uh-huh. if enough people buy Mahoyo, maybe they will start uh, translating other new visual novels,
2: too.
0: <laughs> officially. Please. I,
2: I don't need to buy a third copy. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. I'm so... But I might. So hopeful that Skihime remake gets translated and like yes i will get to it eventually in japanese and like yes there is the problem with learning japanese is that i look at stuff and i'm like i don't want to read that in english (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, nasu especially like his prose is so good Mm -hmm. in japanese that like reading bad english translations or even like moderately okay ones it's some of just them like, carry
1: like a really uh... interesting vibe but you're it just makes you more curious of like how did this sound in the in the original language yeah which again we've we've talked about languages a lot it's like st- stressful to think of all of the like authors that you could never read in their original language mm-hmm. you know what i mean yep uh mm-hmm. you could only if you want to learn some extra languages you could pick one two reasonably unless it was your job mm-hmm Japanese is my one because I want to read a bunch of stuff in Japanese. Yeah. But it takes time. The, I spent all a day uh, working on it.
2: Yep. That always I want to project that will probably <laughs> is very unreasonably. It, it is not likely I will get to it anytime soon.
1: Yeah. You just got to like, if you do want to do it at some point, you just got to start taking like a language center class and do Wani Yep cuz I've got This is like Wanikani and other like digital learning things are helpful but you really just need something someone to like make you do it, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was going to I... say
0: and find something that is like I need to read this. Yes. I have <laughs> such a strong desire that I am going to persevere and spend the uh you know hours and hours and hours. It might take a native uh speaker like or someone who who is fluent uh you know a couple of hours to make it through this thing. It's going to be a multi-week project for me. Uh But it's worth it. And for some reason, Fushigi Densha is that thing for me. (laughs) It's getting weirder and weirder. I
1: can't wait till the Fushigi Densha Yuri Tea time, where you're the only one who has read it. Uh It, (laughs) Uh-huh.
0: That is a truly wild visual novel. If you want something that is just bonkers... And in Japanese only, without translation. Mm. Uh, May I present Fushigi Densha? As they say that densha truly is fushigi (laughs) i had a conversation about how uh if you're an environmentalist then you have to wish for the eradication of the human race Mm. um and then and then the conversation moved on to well uh we could either eradicate the entire human race or uh we could uh mechanize the entire planet with a giant satellite the um, fuck oh, that so that's
2: means. what that question was okay
0: and you have to you have to choose one the the person you're talking to is like so which one which one do you support <laughs> and then she asks if you want to fuck her daughter <laughs> and well and no there is not more context for how that conversation started oh god <laughs> um okay anyway Fen, where can people find you on the internet you could find me at fennec.moe or really nowhere you could dm me on discord <laughs> or twitter i guess that still exists um if you if you want to join our our super secret it's not secret at all it's not like, secret but it's very small uh yuri fan club discord mm-hmm. yuri book club that's the sort of yeah the word. um you can you can talk to us in abnormal mapping mm-hmm. not super active anywhere honestly yeah yeah, yeah. twitter twitter decaying
1: is really taking the wind out of my sails with social media yeah on top of working on my thing
0: speaking of twitter decaying where can people find you Blute?
2: nowhere Uh, i'm lurking on the abnormal mapping discord mostly around visual novels or vtubers um Mm -hmm. you can hit me on twitter yeah i guess you if you care you can look at me on twitter Twitter, at Blutweinen, B-L-U-T-W-E-I-N-E-N. But, like, I don't post, really. I At most, I retweet things. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, mostly you can't find me online.
1: That's beautiful, I think. <laughs> we should all as- aspire to be unfindable. <laughs> and where can people find you on the internet, Ben? Oh, me, Ben. I'm Ben. Where can <laughs> people find you on the Anyways, internet, so Ben? so the ending
2: of the episode... <laughs>
1: I'm still on Twitter until the lights go off at Ben ends. I tweeted. I've made a post recently about the sprites that I'm working on for my visual novel, Reckless Sympathy. It's coming along. I'm hoping to get that thing out by June uh, for part one, at least. Uh, It's a long process. I'm doing it mostly alone. So, yes, Twitter Ben ends or doom gender to hear about my visual novel. I tweet occasionally on co-host at Ben ends as well. That's about it cool what about the show fun
0: oh you can find the show at crying rules on twitter you can email us questions we are going to have a some sort of questions episode for car k and um you can email us questions at crying rules actually at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. what else do we say uh thank you for being on the show Bloop.
1: oh yeah, yeah thank no you problem so much for about a month yep yep i think that's it fan. oh uh what are we covering for your et time next time did we come up with anything yet
0: what are we covering for your oh xenoblade 2 oh no chronicles I... 2 oh shit i have to play that. <laughs> god
2: damn that's that's so much
0: well we, we are and almost finished we are both yeah. like we could we could finish it in a couple of hours yeah
2: Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Um and by a couple I mean like there's a lot of cutscenes between yeah. where we are at yeah, yeah. the end, but like
2: it's not gonna it's be a blade game. game.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh that's it, right? Uh we're only covering the one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Or yes, I think that's it. Okay. If we add anything, we'll put it in the yeah Then take us
0: out. <sighs> One day let's meet in the digital sea. Undo, you undo Sound more sad about it. One day let's meet in the digital sea. <laughs> oh, enunciating. <laughs> One day Are let's meet in about the digital, digital sea. Loop.
2: Just, no, no, the, the, the way Faye said it was uh, just kind of like, mm-hmm. kind of a like somber tone at first. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
2: It is a somber. It's a goodbye. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Fair.
0: Okay. Yes. Uh, how long was that? Uh,. 336
1: damn yeah okay it's gonna be sub three hours probably yeah
0: okay i'm gonna stop recording cool